Hey, yo, what's up? It's Tim Weah, New Balance soccer athlete, lost player, and proud member of the U.S. men's national team. My life revolves around freedom and creativity, both on and off the pitch. I think of myself as an artist, whether it's creating my own music or setting up my teammates to score a goal. On the field, I see it different, and it's the color four provides that touch of class. The New Balance, the color four. Take headlines, make history. Learn more at newbalance.com slash soccer. <clears throat> there we go. And that always helps when we get that part going. Once again, we're going to have a great show here tonight, guys. And it's about personal experience. And, uh, you know, once we uh, get the tech issues sorted out, we'll be good. Desert Rat, how you doing? The Super Chat is open. Uh, Paramarv, nice to see you. Once again, the Super Chat is open. It's a great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So that's why we love it when you guys help us on out. The store at spacedoutradio.com is open. Tracy in the UK just got two hoodies. And Enzo, how's your hair tonight? Give us a hair update if you don't mind. We'd really appreciate it. We're going to get going here in about five seconds. Let's rock and roll tonight's show, and we're going to get it on right now. Horns up. of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old baby the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. We got a great show for you tonight. It's a little bit different, but Nicole Weber, you may not have heard of her, but she's an ET contactee. She's coming out to talk about her own personal experiences. I love stories like this. Then, in hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller is here with another spooky story. Big Tech says the cryptid report, filling in for Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. Shirky Poo later on will have the news. You know, it's tough to talk about aliens in public, especially... When the public and people around you really hasn't been following the reality of UFOs and the potential of ET contact. And when you're a person who's been holding back on your own contact for fear of ridicule, laughter, everything that goes along with it, it really becomes a matter of whom you can trust with your story. That takes us to our guest tonight. Nicole Weber has been following this subject in private for a long time, but felt as a longtime listener of Spaced Out Radio and shows like this, 
that it was time to tell her all-too-real story of contact with aliens. Now, we're going to get right to it tonight. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on into Spaced Out Radio. I'm going to get you to unmute your microphone, if you don't mind, because uh, we, we are going to want to hear that pretty voice of yours. You know, thank you so much for coming on, Nicole. It's a real pleasure to have you here. And, uh, you know, where we're going to start is right off the bat here, because you are brand new to to talking about this publicly. This is a tough decision for a lot of people out there who finally decide that it is time for me to learn more and maybe I could learn more by going public with my story. You know, I know you've been a listener of this show for a long time, a number of years. Why now have you decided that it's time for you to come out in public about your own ET story? You know, I always knew from the beginning that I was here for communication and and regardless of when it would happen or how it would happen, you know, I I never quite understood that. But um, I don't think people were at the place now, you know, then that they are now. I know a lot of people were really, it was very taboo. I'm seeing a lot more people waking up and looking around and, you know, kind of digesting some of this. So that, that's wonderful to see that, you know, it, it is becoming more mainstream. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not because my whole community, you know, they're, they're aware of what I do and everything like that. But you know what? I, I came to a point where I felt like this, this path was meant for me. And I kind of had been avoiding interviews for a few years now. And then um, UFO man asked me to come on. And I went on and we kind of brainstormed on some different things. And I thought, here I am back again. But I, I think, you know, in some of like the encounters and people that I'm talking to, it just seems like people are at a different place with this. That maybe, you know, they're at an open and receptive point to it. So I thought, you know, maybe now's the right time to hop back in and. I, well, I think that's great. I really do think that's great. You know, for you, as many other experiencers, myself as well, you know, I'm an experiencer too. Okay. For us, it just doesn't hit us on a personal level. But I don't know about you, but does it hit you on an all-round level of ufology when you see what's happening with the Pentagon? You see NASA lying out of their teeth about uh, their cover-ups. When you hear... Uh, people come on who are so-called experts who have no clue what it's like to see a UFO, let alone have contact with aliens. How do you react to the entire field, not only as a person of interest in this field, but as somebody who's experienced the unknown? I always said from the get-go like that they were really silencing. It seemed like the more experiences you had, the less credible you became. And I thought, well, this is crazy. Because there's so many things that um, that are there and there are commonalities between a lot of us. Like, I mean, going from even like low blood pressure or, you know, just different things. So we wanted to kind of find a way of bringing that all together and, and hopefully better understanding ourselves. And like why some, I mean, some of the coincidences that I've sat there and I've heard with people and it's the same, it's the same thing, you know. And it's so, I just really um, hope that everybody... You know, there was a lot of fighting going on back then, and it was all, all over government disclosure. And so I'm not so big on wanting the government to disclose anything, as you know. That I, I think that will only get more lies. But I, I do think that if we, you know, 
kind of combined our resources because we all get slivers of information. I know I have like pictures in my head, like that I still, you know, but when I come across it, then I know I'm like, that's it. That's what I was, you know, so it, it clicks along with you. Um, but yeah, de- definitely. I, I think that people are just really coming to a better place in it. So, and you still have like the TTSA and all of that, but I, I, I would like to find and do something that's so like out of that, you know, it's like anytime you get tangled into that web, it's like, there's elements of truth, but then nobody knows and nobody knows. And so that's, I would like from my first experience that I remember um, being out with ET I, from that point forward, I, I wanted to find a way to put some of this together because we're just getting these little slivers of information and maybe, you know, like, I, I don't know exactly how, but I feel like if, you know, this is a good start to, to um, starting to collect some of this data and things like that. But um yeah, it, there's a few different things going on. I, I definitely would say, but I I backed out of the, you know, I feel like people have to make their own decisions from here on out. But I just know that I'm in a place. I've been doing this for quite some years now, so I'm I'm in a place where I feel like, you know, maybe this is a good launching point to get back in, and to really do what I'm here to do. Well, and I think it's great, and I think over time. <laughs> as this subject becomes more public, because it is still relatively virgin as a topic for many many people out there, the mainstream especially. But I think as over time, we are going to be seeing a heck of a lot more people coming out, such as yourself, and explaining and wanting to know, and if not demanding to know, what happened to them. And, and And you know what? As humans, we have a right to know. We have a right... And whether or not the government of the United States, where you are, or Canada, where I am, uh, knows about this and knows what's going on is irrelevant. We need to know some answers. We deserve some answers. You know, many of us have been taken out of our own homes, out of our own cars. We have missing time. We have had uh, experiments done on us. We've had, you know, some very good contacts, a very evil contact. I mean, it's not been a bed of roses. And you know what? For many contactees out there, you know, I'm sure we would all prefer our happily boring life instead of having to forego friends and family and coworkers and jobs and sleep and everything in order to try and figure out this puzzle that never seems to have enough pieces. And I'm and, sure you're feeling the same way. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, and I said that too. I said, when you get the experiencers together and we do, like I said, we, we found um, some interesting documents that would, and, three studies that have been done before. So there is data on this. I would like to have, you know, and, and we'd share a database. It would be for the experiencers that the information would, you know, we'd have to find out a way so it wasn't manipulated, but just so we can find that and report it and then kind of go from there because the experiencers are the ones that they, they've kept you kind of away from, you know, Oh, like it has to be, you know, a military person. And I'm saying, there's some pretty profound experiences out there. And I can say for myself, and I think each and every one of us, and I, I don't know if you feel it too, but like, I know I have my little mission, you know, and it, like I was told I was here for communication. And in the beginning I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's like a broad range. So I started just telling everybody, I figured my, 
family, like the neighbors, anyone I come to at the grocery store, you know, and I thought, well, maybe if I just do my part, I, I get out of this, you know, I'm done with it. Like, it's just so strange to even process sometimes, but that's not the way that it works out. So, you know, and I, I just remember too calling Mufan after, and I was like, why is there no, I mean, where do we go from here? You know, cause now I not only have seen craft, but I, I've gotten the tour. I used to joke around about it. Like, oh, you know, I want to see the tour. I want to see the inside, you know? So I asked for it. I asked for it. Um, and then when it happened, I was like, whoa, you know, this, this is crazy. But you, in this thing, you know, why would the government, especially I, they say in disclosure, like, I, I don't understand this part. Like, people will not be able to digest it. They might not be able to, but there's a certain group of us. Nobody listens outside of it that much anyway. I don't understand why we can't have some truth. So that's where that's where my new projects are going towards trying to build a database. You this. bring up a very, very good point here, Nicole, is why does it have to be a military person that comes out? Why are we only going after uh, military people when there are so many good-natured people, doesn't matter whether they work at the grocery store, the gas station, the donut shop, or they're doctors, lawyers, nurses, and accountants, and, and other professionals. You know, it always seems to be it has to be that military personnel or that that airline pilot, and they're the only ones out there who could bring credibility to this story. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting sick of it. I, I don't Me too. I don't care what the military has to say because I know anything that comes out of their mouth is not going to be the full truth. I'm not going to say they're lying no. like NASA. Okay? NASA's the only one who yeah. I will come out and say is 100% lying. Okay? But right. but I don't think we're getting a full truth out of anything military here. And I don't know about you, but for me I find I'm getting I'm getting worn out by it. I'm getting upset. I'm getting mad about this entire cover-up because here I am trying to bring some truth to this subject with this show, and everybody wants to play the the clapping golf clapping game for you know the the government that comes out or NASA or the next Lou Elizondo or whoever oh, pops up on Twitter, you know. And, hey, you believe who you want to believe. I'll believe who I want to believe. But don't right. tell me what I have experienced. Right. D don't tell me. Are you finding that frustration as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was more frustrating, I think, before. And then when I came back, I still do because I'm like, this is – and even when I've laid out some of the things, and, and I'm going to definitely fill you in on the other end. It's not quite ready to launch. It's just really in the beginning stages. But we want that information, and we want to find out, A, what they were looking for. We want to put together, like, a database that we trust, we know is secure, we know that there's no backdoor to the CIA, and we can figure out some of these things and go from there. But just to, like, push us aside, I felt like, and then – you know, like saying, oh, no, you know, this or that, or you have to wait for the government. That's always is told the government validation. And I'm like, we don't need the government. They don't have a step B. MUFON doesn't have a step B. The STAR program did not have a step B. Like, nobody knew what to do next. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like, 
we don't have a plan. Like once we've just, you know, encountered this and I, I've like experienced something. So I can't even put words to it sometimes exactly how intense it was and, you know, the different things that were happening and, and, you know, like you're, you're just waiting for the government. Uh, what, you know, I'm like, what are they going they, they would have told us by now they were going to what we look at it. And when I studied, obviously, you know, I followed the Hetlau or whatever. So we look at like um, scheduled disclosure, which we call CTAD, and we think that FOGER, which is forced disclosure, is the way to go. So that's kind of where I'm hopefully we'll get enough momentum and enough in the in the community. I don't think there's any reason for the community to still be fighting over, you know, little things that happened way back then. I mean, we were all at a different place, but it, it's always bothered me that I felt like they were dangling the carrot you know, over my nose, like, oh, I know these, you know, answers, or I have these answers, Well, you're not an experiencer, like, we should get those answers, too. And so, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Very frustrating. Nicole Weber is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio, experiencer, activist on trying to get UFOs out uh, in general. And you know what, you bring up a very good point, is what do they do with these databases? All right. I know people who have filed to MUFON, and I've got a lot of friends with MUFON, so I'm not going to jump on them too much here. But I know people who filed their cases to MUFON, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I've filed cases locally here in BC before I even started this show, and that was it. You know, there, right. there was no follow up phone calls, no nothing that kind of went along with that. And, you know, it reminds me of my, my gripe about paranormal investigators, because if you really want to screw up a paranormal investigator, ask them what they do with their evidence. Right. And that's the truth. They do nothing really? with it. They do nothing no. with it. They'll, okay. t- they'll tell you, well, we go over it and, and, and then we study your evidence. Okay. Well, what do you do with it afterwards? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, well, what do you want me to do? I want some answers, damn it. Want some answers, you know, tell me, you know what, as somebody who is providing you my story, tell me what the hell is going on. Have you heard this same thing from other experiencers? What have you told them? Or are you just gathering a bunch of information for your own bloody ego? And that's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. No, I was going to say that's where it gets kind of interesting because I found the three surveys that they were looking for, which includes a roper pole um, with Bigelow or whatever, which are some very interesting, interesting questions, I think. Um, and I can send you kind of what we have right now. I mean, I've got something pretty big built, but there's a few things in there that you're hitting on where I think you might find it interesting. Well, we're going to get more into that later on in the show when we have you, you know, because tonight is about your story. Okay, and tonight is about you telling our audience, you know, what what's happened with you. I mean, has this been going on since childhood or is this been something that uh, started frequenting you as an adult? Well, when I grew up as a child, I was able to see spirits. So I grew up in the paranormal world. But I, I get what you're saying there. Like, you know, I was like. It's totally different. And, and I've always had, that's like another one of my major questions are where the paranormal and the ET cross, because they're two totally like, if I see a spirit, it's like here and now, but it's like more translucent. You could, you know, pretty well like walk through it, but an ET, like they're solid, but I don't feel like we are on 
the same plane that we may have left from. And so when I just remember um, during my first experience, it was with the grays and I could, they were all around and I was on a, a, you know, like an LED table. We didn't have the, like the term LED lights, like back, even back then when I was thinking about it. But, um, and I remember in my head saying like, why are we like, what, what's going on here? Why are you restraining people? But I was also able to see from like above. So it was like above, could see myself. But then when I saw it was like there, I could see through their eyes. And it was just like this eternity. But what they said was really, was really chilling because they said because of contamination. Now, I don't know if it's us who are contaminated, if it's them who is contaminated. I don't know it, what part of that um, came in, but it too, like... I don't know. You've got, you have, there's so many mixed uh, feelings I think you get from it, but you know, it's like you get these flashes. Like I've had weird marks and I've had the whole nine yards. Like, and I always try and think like, what was the most, cause I've seen so many unbelievable things. Like it, it's just like, and there has to be a reason why. So that's, you know, that's kind of where I go with things. It's like, I think that there, we just should really, try and figure out what we're going to do here in the next step. But yeah, definitely. What are those next steps that you, that you would like to know of? Okay, well, I'll go into my, my experiences a little bit and then, um, well, then I'll kind of, we only got about help. three minutes before we have to oh, go okay. to break. And I want to give you as much time as possible to talk about your experiences in the next half hour. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No. So could you ask us the question well, again? Well, let let me let me rephrase the question here. You know, what what do you want to see overall happen regarding people who have had experiences? Because there's a lot of us out there who really haven't had that opportunity to to be studied or have our case seriously looked at. Yes, and that's what we want to we want Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, First of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to want to um, bridge that gap and figure out and maybe you know we've set some language for it like 
maybe let's set some protocol for it. Even if like the experiencers and we get us together, like, you know, and, and we try different things and look at different perspectives. I think that I really do my, my premise, my hypothesis on all of this is that the experiencers hold the answers. I'm not saying all of us, but those of us who are at a certain point. And like I said, I, I, the people who have come forward have felt it. I know every experiencer kind of has their, I call it a mission. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but you know, it's like you got a whole new mission in life now that, you know, it's like after seeing this, like one, it's crazy to think that one major encounter could change just everything, change the course of history completely. So yeah, I definitely want to look um, and, and, offer that to people who are looking for more or people who are looking for maybe hypnotherapists. We're going to try and put together, you know, and buy experiencers, maybe experiencers. Let's, Hey, connect with them in your area. And then you can meet in person too and go out. And that's what's happening too, like more and more. So we'd like to um, bridge that gap. Really. I think it's extraordinary, you know, because one of the things that I have talked to other experiencers about is about patterns. There are so many mm-hmm. different patterns that are going on at the same time that it's it's so difficult to try and and figure everything out. I mean, the patterns I think are are what are key to what what we're all experiencing, whether it's downloads, whether it's flying the ship, whether it's even trying to figure out when we're going to be taken. Right? Or some of the cues to be taken. I've started to learn more and more about that, how people, you know, like a few days in advance or three, I've heard three days in advance, but that's what the survey would cover and it would go as far as people wanted to go with it. So I just think like people say, well, there's some been some done in the past, but yeah, really have anybody up until now, until we'd like this, you know, cause there is a, a big awakening of some sort going on and people are more, I'm hearing more and more new experiencers. So it's, it's obviously like, I mean, it's obviously happening. And, and I think that the just the better we can connect with one another and get some of this newer data. Because Nicole, I'm going to get you to hold on right there. We are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, Nicole Weber is going to talk about her own experiences with UFOs and aliens right here on Spaced Out Radio. All right, we're clear. That's a good solid ha- first half hour. <clears throat> yeah, that went quick. So, do you want me to focus um, more on the experience or part of it, the second part? Well, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna learn more about your experiences, and then okay. once we turn the corner in hour number two, uh, we'll get more into the survey and everything, and and kind of go from there. Cool. Yeah. No. It, like I said. I'm- it just, it seems like one keeps running into the other. I'm going to do this. We've got somebody, Dave, who can build a secure database. And we've got the three um, different surveys that they were giving out, including like Bigelow, the one with the Trodent. I don't know if you know about the Roper poll, but we got our hands on all of that. So I think that people like, you know, Fred was saying, oh, well, other people have taken it, but they haven't. A, we haven't gotten the data ourselves. And that would be one thing that we would we would disseminate among people. You know, it's like the information when we find out these patterns. That's a really good word for it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm excited to look for it because, you know, it's funny when you were mentioning uh, right off the bat about, you know, people uh, knowing a few days before I personally, and it hasn't happened in a while, but when my own contact started, uh, I personally was, would a, a, a day from the day of till the few days previous, I would actually be able to, uh, uh, have Pink Floyd's uh, Is There Anybody Out There playing in my head? And it was it was crazy. Another friend of mine sees butterflies. So you had that in your head when you were having the experience? No, uh, when I knew it was coming. Oh, when you knew it was coming? Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, isn't it bizarre? Like, some of that stuff, and you wouldn't believe all the times that I'm just fixing this before I couldn't even... My computer, I just ended up just logging in for my cell phone. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy all the, like, we were talking about it, and even low, like, blood sugar, or bl- blood pressure, excuse me, um, was one of them. Some of us even have these weird things in our ears, and if I hadn't run into, like, five other people that have had them, I, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know. But I think, you know, too, like, this is such a good way to answer some of those questions, because I'm a little apprehensive about, like, you know, uh, regression therapy. I, I am a therapist, like not that kind of therapist, but you know, a mental health therapist, but I just feel like, you know, some of that stuff, I don't know if it'd be like influential or not, but I mean, it's an avenue if people want to do it. Like, you know, like we're saying, like, let's find the resources and the people that we can trust. Cause I, when we first started going through, Tim's like, Oh, how about this? How I'm like, no, 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 no. No, because you don't know how many backdoors are in these organizations. If we're going to do this, we're going to get keep this data secure. And we do have a person, an engineer, that's going to set that up. And we need to, like, figure out and, you know, score some of this. But figure out, like, you know, okay, well, now that we know 65% of the people who took it have this in common. Or, you know, 50% of the people have this in common. Then we can start figuring some of this out. And then if we back engineer, I will find out what our government was looking for in us. And I think that will be very telling also. I agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. So, uh, you know, good luck. And like I said, I'm, I'm interested in learning a little bit more about this mm-hmm. and, and uh, kind of going from there. And, and uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. I I am too. I'm like, I thought in the beginning, I'm like, if this doesn't, I'm going by instinct this time. I'm not going to sit there and try and convince people. If people are ready, it will come together and it has come together. So, you know, whether or not, or where we go from here, but it, it definitely has come together to pretty quickly. So we're looking at a lot of stuff, but it's, it's really going to take the getting a group of experiencers or getting people to, a, you know, take it or B, like, because we're going to try, even if they want to take it anonymous, it's fine. Like, we, you know, the hardcore data, like, it, but if we want to stand too, though, you, it's like, like you said, with uh, paranormal, we have to make sure that we are doing something with the data. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll send you links and stuff and keep you posted along the way. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested in learning more. I think it's uh, it, it's important because every other uh, statistical uh, farm, except for maybe Dr. Edgar Mitchell's free experiencers, has been infiltrated in one way mm-hmm. or another. And yeah, and oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. That that's a very interesting topic. We got about ten seconds. Thank you, Thomas. Okay. See how we are living, and Renee for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciate it. Here we go with the second half hour. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Nicole Weber is here tonight. She's experienced her telling her story of personal ET contact and UFO contact as well. You know, this is a tough story for many people to be able to, to explain. And how to bring it out in public, it's not that simple. Because when it comes to aliens, not everybody's going to believe you. Nicole, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. All right, let's get right to it. When was your first ET contact? It was back in 2017. And And I was up on a hill. I was taking pictures in an old cemetery. And I was watching from afar. And let me go back two weeks prior to this. My brother and my son were driving out in this area. It's kind of the back roads of Iowa, you know. They were driving, and and he came to me like two weeks prior, and he's like, I saw a UFO. He's pretty shook. And he's like, Brody was with me, and I saw a UFO. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. I didn't know what to say to that. I knew my grandma had seen one. So I was like, I believed, you know, her story and believe they're true. And then it wasn't but two weeks later that I stood and it started off. Mufan measured it to be from one mile away and it crept slower. And so you could just see it. It looked like almost like a controlled uh, calm travel when you see it. But like it, it came right up and I was up on the hill and it was on the other side and there were these two trees and it was like right there, and which thank God the trees were there. <laughs> That's all I was gonna say. Like I didn't know what to do. I couldn't even take a picture after a certain point. I remember I didn't have my phone. I was like to my neighbor, "Will you call my brother? Ask him what he just saw one of these things two weeks ago. Ask him what I should do because I didn't know if we should run, stay there. Like, but it was so exciting. Like I just had just remember I got locked into it, and then the, my neighbor like just was like screaming but I, I was totally just focused on seeing this craft and I was like oh my god you know it's like the the most you, <laughs> you know you, you can't put words to it when you first see it and you're like am I seeing this is this really going on but she's freaking you know like yelling get back in the car get back in the car and then as soon as I shifted 
my focus away, it shot. Well, no, first it went over to the area right over here. And I was like, all right, well, there's no more trees to stop this thing from coming in. So, and this is the first one I saw. I became braver along the way. But I was like, and then it just shot off into like eight eight balls. So fireball, like those uh, electrical balls, like orbs, but you could see them break off onto the sky. So we went to chase it down and we were going on this back road. And here we don't have all our uh, electrical wires aren't buried underground like a lot of places. So we look up and there's just this like gray, like dome underneath us. And I said, I think that's it. And then we look over at the, like the wires on the, you know, your telephone wires. And it was like, somebody was just shaking them. They were like, we're like, oh my God. I said, let's just get out of here. So we did, and then I ended up reporting it to Mufan. And then they came out, and uh, Mufan Dave came out and investigated it. And he um, he did, it like, a pretty good – he brought out his measuring equipment. So he said I was 30 feet away and was 50 foot in diameter. And so I, I was, like, after that, I – it's, like, that very moment, you know? It's, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I was – I even asked Mufan Dave, I was like, do you think I will ever see one of these again? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you will. And I like, because it was almost like, you know, like I missed, like I had a, a rapport with it or something, you know, where it was like, and then um, about six months later, then that's when it really picked up. And that was when I, you know, I have had like three or four different markings, um, different areas like I mean that part of it I didn't necessarily like and I don't think anyone really does like but at that time um I went and I had two discs replaced in my neck and I like was healing I was like one infection after another infection after another infection I lost my whole right side and this is going back and I had to learn how to do all that stuff again but I really think each, like, some of the zaps of, like, I just remember, like, within six months, and they told me my curve, like, your medical curve after a certain period of time, you're not going to heal any further if you have the fusion and all this. So I thought, I thought, I can't live like this. I really cannot live like this. You know, this, this is crazy. So when I, like, after ET, I cannot even tell you the things my balance is like so good like I can see like I, I spent so many days out just looking and looking and signaling and then um I'm not sure if you know who uh Christos uh Rapallo is he's uh he has the curse of the man who sees UFOs but he was kind enough I reached out to him in the very beginning um uh, it's a Netflix on uh or it's a series on Netflix or documentary and so he he kind of showed me and was giving me ways and like telling me how to go out and signal for him so I was like getting lights and like you know trying all these different things out and you know giving directions like in pictures and so then after that um with the grays it the next uh the beings I met were the tall grays and when I was on their ship everything was totally different I didn't feel like I wasn't restrained and they didn't really look at me like I was out of the norm you know but I wasn't fully you know I my consciousness I wasn't fully conscious like in the sense of being aware of myself or self-aware so I don't know I'm assuming it was myself 
But um, anyway, they they were went down this hallway, and then now what we would know is like LED lights. And I almost think they maybe there was like a med bay or something that um, was right behind them that because I could see them working with the tables. And I was sitting out, and there was a little boy. I'll never forget it. And he looked like he was, you know, his clothes came out of the J.C. Penney's catalog. I don't mean that rudely, but you know how they're kind of a little bit like, you know, maybe the 90s version. So there, there's always kind of something like, um, you know, off a little bit. But he was sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And I want to say he had a bald head. So I don't know if he was waiting to be taken back, you know, or if he had been on there. But I know that... Um, that was the only other maybe like human I would say that I saw when I saw them. So it, it was, um, they also showed me that like, I have a hard time explaining this. Um, they also showed me like when they have memories, we go back and we think in our heads, right? We're like, Oh, go back to this time, whatever. No, they, their worlds like overlap where they can go back holographically and experience it. So they try to like, simulate some of the things like we do like I, I remember she showed me miniature golfing or here she showed me miniature golfing I say she because she had this frilly kind of dress on <laughs> like this bonnet on and remember the flannel he was wearing and I was like okay but that's how they're trying to simulate simulate life with us so I thought I don't know if they're getting ready to to maybe integrate I, I have no clue um that was the only time that I as I could remember that I was on there. And then the third ones that I met, and they're the ones that um, they look like you and I almost, except for their features, their skin coloring is uh, like pale white. I would say the grays and the small grays and the big grays, they're almost like completely reflective of the light. I don't know if they absorb it. Now I'm not a scientist, so I'm not gonna pretend I am. But when you look at it, it's like, do you remember those old glow-in-the-dark lamps you could get and you'd have to set it outside and then you could bring it in and it would glow? That's what I, I got from them. Like, that their skin was very thick. They had, um, what do I want to say, like, uh, not tentacles, but they had those suction cups on the bottoms. Uh, I know at least of two of their fingers because I remember that just, like, freaked me out. But I, I dealt with it. I dealt with it. And then I was asking them, I'm like, so what's going on? So then they show me like pictures, you know, oh, like a, a picture of a joker. No, no, what the hell does that mean? You know? So I'm like, okay, got a picture of a joker. There were some other things too that kind of led me in a different direction. But I always would want to be like, God, could you be more specific? But I think a lot of how they do it is by giving us a picture of something and then we have to try and find the words like for it. It's, it. There's not necessarily like human words for maybe what they're trying to explain, but they are very much trying to engage us. And the ones that I came across um, were not, I don't think they were malevolent in any, in any way. Maybe the first ones didn't have my real best interests at heart. But uh, after that, I, I you know, I didn't like it. There was about three days after I would have an experience. And it almost like felt like I had flu symptoms. I was just drained. I was like, but then I go from that. I think it was just more kind of, um, you know, it, it takes a lot out of you. 
And so then when I came back and, you know, like three days later, I was able to process more of it. And then I saw all these like, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can move my hand again. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then I started skating again. And I went to Brody to Florida or California before all the COVID stuff. And I said, and we went hit every single amusement park there because I was told I'd never be able to do any of those things again. And if it really weren't, I, I really that's where I have a lot of gratitude for ET because I really feel like if this whole scenario didn't happen that I, who knows where I would be. I'd be in a very dark place. That's for sure. Cause I, I really believe that. So you feel you were maybe healed by the extraterrestrials? Mm-hmm. 100%. 100% is the only conclusion I can come to because like, I just remember my friend came up behind me. I couldn't even balance myself. Dave, if I were standing, this is years ago, if I were standing against the wall, like I, I would just like tip over. I didn't even have that much balance or that much strength. Um, I had to wear a neck brace for like two years. It was like crazy, crazy. And so they told me like, you know, once your, your healing curve only goes so far and this is what we think. And, and I said, that can't be like, I, I can't. And I do not want to live like this. Like, Dan, I've got to find a way. And E.T., and I and I think truly the excitement that it brings, you know, because there is a level of excitement. Like, when you see a craft, you're like, whoa. Like, you're, I always say you get locked into them, you know. And it, it's just, it's so powerful and magical that I just wonder, you know, if we kind of combined our energy even, like, or as experiencers are found you know, like, hey, let's start thinking about step two here. Like hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicholas. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicholas. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, first of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Like, not just going around chasing them around the yard of a neighborhood anymore. Like, we should find a protocol here for, you know, more or less trying to communicate or something. I mean, that's, I guess that's my perspective on it, though. For you, you have had what sounds to be some very positive contact over the last five years, have you ever been able to figure out why all of a sudden this all happened to you? Because I think the why me question is what really 
concentrates on the brain for many experiencers out there, if not all. I think, you know what, I used to get there too. I, like, especially in the beginning, I'd be like, why me? Like, what the heck? You know, like, and then I even said, I can't remember. I said, no one really wants to be the UFO person. Okay. If we had to take our pick here, do you think, but no, this was like something I, I truly believe that I was born to do. And I didn't get that kind of understanding of it until, and it's a growth process. Everybody like, oh, did you see behind the veil? No, but you, you start to go on to this journey of like, you know, finding out everything and anything and, you know, the pieces that make sense to you. And, you know, you, you start, it's like, you can't stop <laughs> until you're, you know, until you've, you're satisfied for the moment. But yeah, I, I, I hear you. I definitely do. The fact that you have been going through this for five years, you know, when you look at everything that you have gone through and experienced, maybe tell our audience who is not familiar with ET Contact how this changes you as a person, as a human, your own personal beliefs. Oh, it changed everything. Um, I went into it and, and the more and more and more like I started digging down it, it and I talked to so many experiencers who say the same thing they all go on that mission to you have to find these answers and a lot of times I was so stuck for so long like in the experience like I'd be like okay what do you think this means well, what do you think it means by this what do you think it, and what I found is when I stopped doing that and stopped making that sense like or trying to uses it as confirmation so i'll know when i see things or know like you know what's going on or whatever and that too combined with um i mean we can't be as naive to think that i I know there's rules to this game and you know there's there's some some overlook but you know i also believe that there is something here living among us that's not you call it what you want. HET is just a word we gave it. We don't really actually know exactly how it's operating or things like that. But we would be really naive to think that they weren't running our governments and they weren't running the pieces of power and, and especially the more and more stuff that's coming out. Um, I think people are going to start to understand a little bit differently. But I have been noticing like throughout whole Twitter is that people are they're getting frustrated. And, and when I saw there was going to be another report out, I thought, oh, God, here we go again. You know, they're probably not going to give it to you guys right away. This is same old, same old, you know? Well, it is the same old, same old. And, you know, there are many different conspiracy theories that that lie behind this entire phenomena, this entire story, which I think affects most of us because, you know, we don't know where to handle the truth. We don't know how to handle the truth. We don't even know what the truth is. We only have our own personal truth when it comes down to everything, you know, with your personal truth, and this is what a lot of people who've called themselves activists or pro-disclosure, I feel have a tough time understanding, is they've never had that experience. They just like the topic. They find it phenomenal yeah. because they're sci-fi gearheads who who decided to really think that this was something truthful that that was going on. 
and which is fine and dandy. Everybody should have be able to have their own opinion. But until you get to experience it personally, and it mm-hmm. affects you personally, it's very difficult to to try and explain the matter from the heart. Would you agree? Absolutely, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, how do you find yourself now communicating about that? I, I, okay. So, it, as strange as this sounds, in all of it, like going back, and this is when I hopped out because I, I felt like the timing wasn't right. But I've always, and through my encounters with them, knew more and more like that I was in you can't help but feel like you're a part of it. Like everybody's a part of it. Maybe if it resonates with you, you know, so I've kind of, I thought, well, maybe in the back of my head that this really isn't going to happen. And I'm really not, but within a matter of seconds it did. So I kind of knew that this was coming um, as strange as that sounds, but it, it really does like, I mean, it changes everything about you, like everything and how you even see the world how you're viewing, you know, people around you. And it's like, you know, and if people don't understand, obviously you don't want to lay it too far out there for them. But I, you know, I just think that we need to stop babying and stop like, cause there's enough of us. There's enough of us with enough resources. I think we pull them together. I think we can find like step two, or we can at least come to like, you know, some ideas here on, on step two. Cause nobody has one. No, we got to figure out step one first, but I mean, how do we do that? Okay. We've heard your experience. We've heard what you're going through. Mm -hmm. How do we do that when everything, when it comes to UFOs, especially today with its popularity seems to become infiltrated, whether it's science, whether it's experiencers or whether it's the own, our own governments who now have a, a public persona about this topic. Oh yeah, 100%. And that's where the database that we were working on, it's under experiencersdatabase.com, but there's not really, it's, it's kind of a pre, we haven't published all the stuff in there, but um, we are having somebody that is with our team and he's an engineer, so he's going to help. And he, he thinks that there are some ways to keep it safe. I, I don't know my way. I think of keeping it safe is, not taking any deals, you know, or I know there's been times before where I've been offered NDAs and, you know, for exchange of, oh, the, the big secrets. And I, I never take it, never would take it. So it, it's like, I think that if we, you know, build and we actually, because I, I think we can do it. I really do. I, it's all coming together and it's coming together quick. Um, it'll just get it, be getting it out to the people and like disseminating out to the people. And then two, you know, I thought once we did that about releasing information back to them, you know, like, okay, here's a score compared to this many, you know, this is kind of what we, you know, or publish our data at least like once every quarter. So the experiencers have access to it. We, we should have access to it. It's our lives. You know what I mean? And I hate that they're just dangling it there. And like some of the people, like you said, who aren't experiencers, they just might be like, you know, love UFOs and they're here, but they're not going to get that part of it. They will not get that part of it. So, yeah, it is really bridging that gap. 
With two minutes to go before we got to go to break at the top of the hour, Nicole, what is the biggest gap in your opinion between those of us who are experiencers and those who are not but have an interest in this subject? I think that the biggest gap is 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 truly understanding it and being able to have empathy for such because this it it hits you pretty hard emotionally for a couple of days. It does me anyway. I know a lot of other people say the same thing, but we have on a whole different level. If they could just experience that, you know, it's like they'd have a better understanding on, on maybe why this is so important. Cause I think a lot of times they'll kind of like, Oh, do you really need to know? Let's just brush this off to the side. And you know, for us, it's like, that's at our core. That was my life. You know, my, my life has completely changed. I love it now. Don't get me wrong. But it's still, and it was done against my will, you know, if you think about it. So, it, it, but I was willing to do it. I was willing to do it. And so I, I think that you're going to find that definite discord. But I mean, there are places for them. It'd be great for data. But I, like you said, too, the number one priority has to be to keep this data um, away from the government. Has to keep it in a secure location. And I really, I really think that we're well on the way to, to doing it. Not that we won't have any snags along the way, but we're getting closer. Well, you know what? We're going to get into your survey and, and much more about experiencers in the next hour because uh, we'll also open it up to questions from our audience if, if they have oh, any awesome. questions uh, for you regarding that. But, I mean, to be a part of a project like this with 30 seconds to go, it's got to feel pretty cool that you're, you're going through with something that's very important to the public. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. I really do. And I hope other people like make it their own also. Cause this isn't just me. This is like experiencers. We want to get, you know, like this is about the experiencers and we've been silenced for a very, very long time. Will do. Will do. And when we get back from uh, Spaced Out Radio's break here at the top of the hour, we are going to get into more ET contact, more about a new experiencer's database that will not be infiltrated. Yeah, that'd be... That's uh, right. <laughs> that'd be something cool to happen. Yeah. We'll be back with... Nicole Weber when we return on Spaced Out Radio right after this. All right, we're clear. And uh, I know there's a lot of new people here who may be listening to us for the first time. Uh, Do me a favor. uh, Put your questions in capital letters if you don't mind. And number two, uh, just a reminder, we aren't just a YouTube channel or a podcast. We are a live radio show as well. And uh, so we do things a little bit differently than what normally happens. So uh, right now, we're going to turn it over to Dirty Filth. He's going to go over his cartoons that he's got going. And uh, he's going to try not to swear and uh, burp on air. I'm going to try, and there's a couple guarantees. I'm, I'll am hold up, Dave. Don't worry. I promise. Dave's going to let the werewolves out. All right. So let us see how quick I could draw two drawings tonight. It seems to be going pretty good. 
little scribbling, but not too bad anyways. The Blob decided to join the orchestra as well. Isn't that right, Blob? Yes. She was sitting in my lap and I was losing... Yeah, there's Blob. There you go, Blob. Can't knock the camera over now because I got it all fancy fixed up. My, my old camera setup, I had... I had it just precariously hanging and Blob would routinely knock it over, so... I got it permanently semi-attached to the top of the thing here. So, yeah, knock it all over you want, Blob. It's not going to happen, Spanky. <laughs> so, anyways, this drawing is Mothman flying home in Chicago with his deep dish pizza. And I lost the nice red pen that I bought. I'll just have to make use with without the red pen. And the other one is Sasquatch being abducted by aliens, but it's not done yet. Looks like a blob of color now, but eventually it'll look very nice. Yeah, it should work. Anyways, like I said, trying to do a two cartoons as fast as I can. But I always end up slowing down because I was going to try to get all detailed and everything. It's the way she goes, boys. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. But we switch back to Sasquatch drawing. Get the old fold unit. Because I lay the water on there thick like a slob. I have no idea how this is going to turn out, so got the idea last night while I was doing cartoons real quick. Yeah, you guys should go to the Spaced Out Radio Party in Vegas. I'll be there. There'll be cartoons and all vanish like a ghost and it's the scoop scoop of the sasquatch this is kind of an idea of the drawing i did last night but i was kind of hoping it was going to work a little bit better but of course there's a cat hair stuck in there who would thought but it'll be more detailed but it's not that's all right nonetheless get that tree in there Shrubbery. But yeah, pretty much. If you find me in Vegas, I'll give you a piece of artwork. I think most of my luggage is going to be artwork that I'm bringing down there to be totally, completely honest. Those go on Fremont Street and hawk it to people. 100 bucks a shot, Spanky, and some crazy drunk guy will come out of the place and buy it. I'll go buy myself a pizza. That's the only thing I didn't do when I was in Vegas last time. I didn't go get a pizza. I was upset about that. But, that's what we'll do this time. I was going to go to the Heart Attack Grill. And, but, an octuple bypass burger is a little bit big for a guy like me. 
All right, we got about a minute to go. Hi, Monica. Do we? How you doing? And who else has joined us late here? Mark Sanchez. You know, Mark Sanchez is getting ready for our Vegas trip in 2023, May 19th to 21st at the Golden Nugget Casino for a second annual Vegas party with our fans. Lynn 60, welcome to SOR chat. And anybody else I'm missing? Don't think so. Don't think oh, so. Dave, I got some of Mark Sanchez's art right there. Mark nice Sanchez. That's right. He had great hair. There it is. He had. He, Mark has some great hair, man. And he wears a Hawaiian t-shirt along with it. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, let's say a big thank you so far to Kira Thomas times two. See how we live. And Renee for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciated. It's a great way to support what we do. You can also get your SOR swag at our website, spacedoutradio.com, and we got great swag there for you. Here we go with hour number two, everyone. <clears throat> You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Illuminism. Illuminism is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with our guest, Nicole Weber. She is an experiencer. She is coming out saying, hey, you know what? It's okay for all of us to come out and talk about our experiences. We're all good. We're all grand. And we're all here as one big team. Nicole, welcome back. But thank you. I appreciate that. I would say one team, one mission. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and you know what? The experiencer team that, that really brings everything forward. I mean, there are so many of us compared to so many in the government. You know, it, it's tough to, to swallow how much they have really gained control of this entire narrative regarding UFOs, whether there's a threat narrative, whether there isn't, whether it's only things that happen to military people. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, very uh-huh. tough, tough thing. You know, as part of the civilian community that is going on with this, how have you reacted to what is going on regarding the U.S. government and their ties to UFOs and their own narrative? Oh, where do I begin with this? Um, I have just found, and like you said before, I think you kind of touched on it, is that the people that are necessarily 
telling the or telling or giving the answers or the kind of our platform to do so aren't exactly who the same people are. And I kind of became aware and seeing some of that in our community. Um, so two, you got you have to kind of weed through, you know, some of that because for some reason I never thought that anybody would really, really go out of their way to be a part, like, you know, like the UFO person, like it puts a lot of responsibility on you that, and you kind of look crazy to your neighbors once in a while. And, you know, they embrace me now, but in the beginning they were like, wait, what's going on with this lady? You know, she's talking about UFOs and she's saying crazy stuff, you know? So I, I don't know, I, I guess, um, I think there definitely needs to be um, a bridge, but if, Two, if we can decide that, okay, like, instead of waiting around for these government things, like, why can't we put our heads together and find out, you know, answers other ways? Because there's so many people out there that hold, like, truths to this. And then experiencers are, I think, my premise is, like I said before, I think that you're going to find more truth from the prem- or from the experiencers, and we're going to be able to... Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, First of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner find out more about ourselves which i think will kind of just you know hopefully keep snowballing but it's yeah it's definitely not something i'm i i want to share with our government i actually want to do the opposite and figure out what our government was looking for in us so that's what i i, I had an, a few encounters with these and i ne- i always refused to take them but if it had come from one of my, you know, somebody who was an experiencer, I probably would have been more apt to sit down and take it. But then I, I knew because I guess you and Tom kind of talked about it before, even like the back doors through MUFON and, and all that. So it, you have to really be careful with the data because they are looking for it. They definitely are looking for it. But I that and people are like, well, we've had data before, but how many of us have filled it out? And just think of like, you know, you might have had going back like six, even six, seven years ago, it's a totally different game, night and day and people's awareness and some of the stuff that's going on and, you know, and just through this whole political madness, 
but I, it, the only thing that from the beginning that held true, like, especially when I, I did worked on that cryptology and um, steganography and stuff with ETUFO disclosure. And he really, I mean, he goes on to it a little bit more than I do, but it still offered a language, you know, because UFOs, I mean, that's about anything. So, I mean, they couldn't, you can kind of see how they've structured this to fail. And, I, and if we don't do something to change this, they're just going to continue to fail. And it's just going to come out until they're ready to, I think, rope us into their, their little control game all over again. I mean, if we've gone how many years, 80, 90 years here and nothing, like we, we at some point, you got to abandon the ship here and think some new ideas, fresh new ideas. People have them, but they get too overwhelmed. And that is totally understandable. And I and I agree with you on that. I I think that's a very good point. I want to ask you a little bit of a tough question because I I have troubles answering this question too. But when it comes to UFOs and what we are doing, what we've gone through, what we're seeing play out in the public, what is truth? Because that is the giant debate, uh, Nicole, within the community on what is absolute truth of what's going on i like i said i I have my speculations and it's it's nothing good it's nothing i will partake in i i won't even so much as have uh, it's one cia counterintelligence always cia counterintelligence is the way i feel so i'm not willing to and i know there are many other people are not really willing to go down that road, especially right now in the lack of government trust. And I really firmly believe, like in everything that I was told, that if you do believe that there's another species here, which we call the HET, that you gotta think of some of these things that they're really pushing on one side of the platform is making a world, like, I mean, even eating bugs, is making a world that's more conducive to them, not us. Humans after this, like, I mean, we probably are probably the last, you know, humans, like full-blown earthlings here that don't have brain chips, that don't have any of this. But I, I think that if it gets to that point, they'll be able to gain control. So my whole premise is if we can force them into disclosure before they're ready, then we stand a chance to take this over as our own. But it's really going to take, you know the help of fellow experiencers, the help anybody, you know, and, and I do too. I have to be careful with people that have not experienced it because they are not, I don't think they mean to be insensitive to a lot of it, but it's like, we, that is like etched in my mind. Like that, that's more permanent than like, you know, three fourths of my childhood memories. Like I, I can tell you place by place by place you know and and stuff like that and it will never ever change i remember it's just like etched in my head yeah so i i don't know if that makes any sense i i just don't think that there's it's gonna happen the other way well, if it does happen it won't be good in our favor well i don't think it is going to be good in our favor as long as the government continues to promote a confirmation of this because i don't believe you know, they could sit there and talk about disclosure all they want. I don't believe that we're in a disclosure movement whatsoever. I really don't. No, no. you know, definitely to, not. To me, full disclosure, you're telling us about what happened at Roswell. Where's the aliens? 
you know, what happened at Holloman Air Force Base when the UFO landed on the runway and beings came out. We deserve a right to know about what they know, and they don't want to give it up. I can understand that. They're going to put it behind security purposes, whatever it may be. We know NASA has had interaction with UFOs literally since the first launch of Gemini back in the 1960s -hmm. before Apollo. I mean, we know all of this is happening. We're not dumb, and yet they keep treating us like we're stupid and, and, and children, almost almost yes. like children yes. that, that we can't handle the fact that Santa Claus isn't real or the Easter Bunny right. isn't real. That, that's the part that really eats at me the most because I'm seeing some people, and I was offered an NBA, and I'm like, so what would that – so I'd have to keep quiet for five years – and you would tell me what I was privy to know. And how, what, what are you kidding me? No, I, I don't think so. Not, not on this. Like, so you're going to tell me the truth and I have to stay quiet, but it's only after I hear the truth and after I sign all this stuff. So I just think that too, there's a lot of that in our community right now. I think a lot of people right. are under NDAs and can't talk about, but I, I don't know when they'll be expiring, but I'd imagine next year and a half or so. So you got to think they're they're gonna. I mean, this is this is not going anywhere, and it's not going anywhere. It's never gone anywhere. And if you look at it like we talk about it, like oh, okay, well, let's just let's just like work this out, you know, this piece out a little bit. So you've got um, Tic Tacs that are outmaneuvering our Black Aces, um, the the best Top Gun pilots we have and you know they hold clear air superiority over us they hold global air dominance over us and we don't you know like okay like when you think they would that they would be trying to do something more i mean it just doesn't seem like they're handling it appropriately for unless they knew and i think they do know well i mean I have to ask you this story before we get into any audience questions. You've mentioned a couple of times now that you have been offered the answers, but you had to sign an NDA. What was yeah. the, what was this all about? Are you allowed to talk about that? Yeah, I didn't sign one. No, what happened was is I can go through um, going back with it started because Matt Tiller was friends with Tom DeLong and he played in his Angels and Airway. Well, I think they had, they thought in the beginning, because I got some documents or whatever, and um, I think they thought they were going to flip me in the beginning. Like, I'd be an easy target. Oh, let's platform her and then she'll do what we tell her to do. But I had, like, already, like, research and all glory. And so when I heard about it and I got a couple calls on it, I said, absolutely not. Well, at first I was, like, kind of curious, like, to see it, you know, but then I thought, I'm not even going to go that far. I said, I'm, I'm really not going to trade my voice. I, obviously, I chose to, to quit talking for a little bit about it. But that was my choice still. And it was my choice. And when I wanted to come back and talk about it, still my choice. You know, not some piece of paper. But I think that did the, a, a, big, a big amount of damage. Because I know a lot, a lot of people who are in this that had, did take the NDAs with the whole TTSA DeLong crew. I, I would refuse. No. Well, hold on a second. Tom De, Tom DeLong's crew is the one that offered yeah. you the NDA. It was it came through Matt Tiller who does uh he did the uh, Mensa 
disclosure. And he was in Tom DeLonge's band. He was like a drummer or assistant drummer, or whatever. He came up with some um, Tiller for Riller was, I think, his name. But he came up with uh, a scoring system of, I think, like how things. But then he ended up, I saw not too long ago that I can still text him and find out how he's doing. But I saw a while ago he hopped out, too. But he was supposed to do the disclosure for the Mensa part of it. Wow. You, you know what always amazed me about Tom DeLong was here he was promoting a negative ET uh, mm-hmm. agenda, you know, and he learned that because he was a big fan of author Peter Lavenda, who believes that all ETs are evil and we need to take them out. I mean, it goes back to when DeLong went on Joe Rogan and was saying, we got to put nuclear weapons in space ASAP to protect us from any invasion and so on and so forth. And I always found that kind of funny because right before he signed up with the TTSA and allegedly created publicly the TTSA, which I think is a BS story uh, yeah, in of itself. But here's the interesting part is DeLong actually approached Renario Hernandez, who is the head of the Free Experiencers, which was set up by former astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell, and actually asked to buy the statistics from Free. That's exactly it. So, so, I mean, here you have, okay, the the Free Experiencers were literally... Uh, out there claiming that over 80% of ET contact was positive and P at 84% said they would like it to happen again. Out of that, I believe 10% was unknown and the remainder was of a negative connotation that they would hope that the ETs never come back again. Now I found it very funny because my question to Tom would have been if he would have ever taken any media uh, uh, that uh, wasn't or that was trying to act very journalistic rather than rah, rah, TTSA, I would have asked mm-hmm. him the question about this. That question would have been, okay, Mr. DeLong, what were you planning to do with those statistics if, you are, if, if those statistics do not correlate with your own personal beliefs? And I believe yes. strongly they were going to bury them. They were going to bury them. I think they were too. Absolutely. And they did. And who's to say, but the star program broke down, but that was one reason. Like, I, you know, I, I love Tom Whitmore and I like, you know, I got a lot of MUFON buddies and stuff. They all know. I mean, they're all well aware of what's going on and like the trade off. But I said that this has got to change because how are we, they're going to continue if they got that information and they have that data that's information that can be used against us and they can in turn manipulate it. I don't think that they have rights to that, but they were giving those polls out from what I understand to many different people, whether they experience something or not. And a huge part of that, what they really wanted to know, like the, basically the only qualifying question to all of this was, have you been in continuous contact with a craft that has been within, I think it's like hundred meters there might be i have to look at it again but that was the only like and so i've heard that before and i'm, I'm very curious about that like if you saw a craft you're that close to a craft were you on that craft did you you know so there's a lot of people that have that premise but i i really would like to find out like some of those things you know and the, and the missing time and 
and what they think. But yeah, they're not going to give you the answers. They really aren't. But I want to know what, what they were looking for and what they still continue to look for in us as experiencers. Because you better believe, I don't care how downplayed it is. If you're an experience, I just had my bank hack, <laughs> my bank account hacked from like wherever. It, every single time, I like, there's always a repercussion. So I'm going through and I'm making everything more secure on my phone. And so it's like, so you think it's just your phone, but yeah, we, that database and ways. And if, you know, like I said, if, if that resonates with anyone and you feel like it, please, you know, look me up and then we'll try and get you a part of it. But it's really getting out like so many people before now, I don't think just, I didn't take one. I didn't trust them. Like, I don't think I know anyone who's actually taken a survey through them you know so i'm gonna their data and and what they pull we're not getting the full the full amount of it absolutely not so that's why i I believe i truly believe that we deserve to disclose this and then people can take that information and then we can start connecting out but let's this is our lives and like you said like this is my life this is your life not i didn't ask for it i not i was there i maybe asked for the tour but I didn't ask for the big UFO to come flying up to me. I'm like, you can't deny anything after that. But I started learning physics. I started learning. I mean, I started, um, I built this wall and the people make fun out of me for it. But I had every single one of the UFO players from the beginning of time. I started crossing what, you know, black budget programs they're in and like, you know, what agencies that they intertwine together and every single one of them were intertwined in all this. And every single one of them have hit a point where they could have possibly been um, compromised. So I, I just think that I'd feel better if we could do some of this data ourselves. And then we don't have to worry, like, all oh, the government's telling us the truth. You know, I, I'd almost probably want to rip it up and throw it away at this point. Like, don't cloud my head with stuff that, you know... You're just like dangling that carrot. I, I see it too. Cause I remember that being that person at one time, Oh my gosh, you're going to release something. You have no idea. And then I'd be like, you know, after like the second time I thought this is crazy. So they're not going to tell you anything and not until it suits them. When you guys get this database going, as we got about three minutes to go here before we oh, go sure. to break at the bottom of the hour. How how are you going to get it out to the public? How are you going to get the public on board with what you're doing and trusting that there is no way, when, or how that their information, their stories, their addresses, contact information is going to be sold out? See, we, and we've discussed it a few different ways. Like, And storing the data is different than how we um, disseminate it. Um, you know, we're looking at Proton Mail. We're looking at places that it couldn't be like, you know, even hand scoring it. I'm like, whatever. But the important part is, is that the data and how we do that and how in our community, but the data goes to you and I and like, and you have a say, like, I'd want to know from you, like, what are the questions you want answered? Or what, it, what data do you think would help you like, you know, kind of move ahead or you know not get stuck in the the same old same old point like i I, we've got a website and like i said i'll definitely in the next few weeks it'll become more and more we're looking for um a panel to put together uh and we have some really great people 
And so I have to sit down with the guy that's going to do, um, he'll be able to lock, make sure the information is all secure. But I said, you're going, I mean, it's just how secure it can be with the government. We've even talked about going to like straight up papers if we have to. So, and then sending it that way. So we, we've got a few different options for people who maybe aren't feeling that comfortable with all of it. But yeah, there's, there's a few different ways that we're kind of tossing around right now. But the bottom of the line is that your, your information, we will find a way to keep it secure. And if it's not, we will communicate all that with you. And if there's answers or anything else, I, you know, be a part of this. This is like a grassroots movement against, you know, some dis disclosure. Because we want to force them into this before they're ready. That's the only way that we can get the, regain the narrative. We lost the narrative. I mean, and this narrative isn't ours, you know? So. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very familiar with the narrative being played. What, what amazes me still is how many people are out there believing the narrative. I know. I know. Or, or I mean, you do. Or, it's like he said before. It's like telling them Santa Claus isn't real. Like you might want to check into this. You might want to check into that. But yeah, I know. Oh, I I know. Or or the fact that well, I don't really believe that their narrative or that that uh, they're you know that this is the right thing. But because they're talking about it, I'm going to support it. You know, I mean, we we're seeing a lot of that as well and none of it is good nicole i'm gonna get you to stand on by when we come back from the break we're gonna get some audience questions for you there's a bunch of questions awesome. that people would like to ask about your experiences and potentially more nicole weber is our guest tonight on spaced out radio we have her until the top of the hour here great show so far about et contact and what we can do to record it Without the government knocking on the door. Spaced Out Radio <laughs> continues right after this. All right, we're clear. <coughs> Hello, lurks a lot. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, what's this one here, Dirty Filth? That's the one you drew, drew, uh, drew last night, is it not? A more detailed version that I can actually scan as opposed to one just out of the notebook. Because that was the one. Oh, there you go. There we go. That was one of the notebook yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then this one I can actually scan so I have it handy dandy but i also drew uh i was trying to draw two cartoons as quick as i could and so i drew a mothman going home with his chicago deep dish pizza oh very nice very nice and what are the toppings on that pizza if you don't mind you know i wouldn't even know what mothman would like probably like beetles or something i don't know could be you might be right there no i don't I, it would probably be nectar and crumbles of bridges. Hmm. Sounds grand. Yes. 
very grand. Remember back in the day, everybody used to, you know, every children's book had, and it was grand. I should go dig through some of my old children's books because I still have a whole bunch oh, yeah. of them at my mom's house. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I should check out my Bernstein Bears ones as well. You should. I, I still have those, and I still got my Dr. Seuss car- cartoons um, as well left, or books, rather. Very nice. Very nice. Did you know headlights dim over time? You can lose up to 50 feet of visibility before burnout. Stop in to replace yours at Advance Auto Parts, your dependable source for auto lighting today. Snag a new pair of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Bulbs and brighten up those darker fall and winter nights. Switch today, see better tonight. And don't forget to replace your wiper blades and change your oil to ensure you're prepared to hit the road. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. This is how we advance. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from. Some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's Al. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I should do a pop-up book or something to that effect. Oh, so you open pop- it up and you're terrified yeah. of Mothman. It'll be, I'll have a page for Dave and it'll open it up and a shark jumps out at him. Oh, man. I remember the old pop-up books. You know, it was one of my, so cool. you know, it was my favorite growing up was the Choose Your Own Adventures. Yeah, those are always nice, except I never got to the end of them. Those are my favorite. Choose Your Own Adventures are strong. Very strong. I'd like to look more into what Preston Dennett was saying about people seeing alien animals on different planets. Yeah, that's cool stuff, eh? It'd be interesting to see. I guess people are amazed when they see a beaver for the first time. It's really weird looking. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, these things chew down trees and crash the trees onto cars and build great big huge dams and all this weirdness. Or when you or when you get the tourists in Banff who think it's a good idea to walk up to grizzly bears and and giant elk, like fifteen hundred pound elk and moose. Yeah. That's Oh, I'm ten feet away, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's always uh you know, good right there. Happens in Wood Buffalo Park too. Let's just go right up to the bison. Oh, my ribs are crushed. How did that happen? Yeah. 
Do you see the video of that lady who got mauled by a bison last year? I she, did. She, that thing threw her around pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't go near large animals like that. No. No, not at all. It just does not, it's not right. Anyhow, we've got uh, just under a minute to go here on the Mighty SOR. And uh, let me go here. Um, Hold on, where are we? Oh, you just can't hit mute like that without it telling us there, Dirty. Uh, big thank you to Renee. See how we... Cherry squeaky. Oh, I get you. See how we live. Thomas times two at Kira for the amazing super chats tonight. We very much appreciate it. Also, check out our Facebook page on our brand new event for Las Vegas, the Fan Party, May 19th through 21st. In the Golden Nugget, we're going back for round number two. We want all of you to come. And you can get your SOR swag on our website by going to spacedoutradio.com forward slash shop. Here we go. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go for the final time tonight, our guest, Nicole Weber, talking about her own experiences and a new database that she's working on for true experiences. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but we are going to go straight to audience questions here right now. We're going to start off with Jeffrey, Nicole, and welcome back, by the way. Thank you for joining us. And Jeffrey is asking, uh, what if they contacted you and you don't remember they being the aliens? I think a lot of times you don't remember. I think there's a lot of times that that's why we're really trying to like awareness. Um, when you talked about it, like three days before or how something is sitting with you, I would guarantee I have not gone underneath hypnosis. Everything I remember is not from that point, but I just have a feeling if I did, I I definitely would probably um, stumble upon more of that. Wow. All right. Let's go to Julie who wants to know at what point and talk about who approached you with your NDAs. Okay. We just got that with Tom DeLong right before the break and his crew. It wasn't him directly, but no, yeah, it came from his crew. But his crew. All right. Yeah. Eyes Wide Open is asking, where was your first contact? Mine was Melbourne, Australia. Oh, yeah. Mine was in a small place between Cascade and Bernard, Iowa. If you look that up, you're going to see, like, 
there was an old church. It was built in the 1800s. So I was kind of there in my little paranormal um, type thing. And that's when I was taking pictures and I was taking pictures all around. And that's when I noticed uh, they said it, they measured it to be one mile away. And it just, it just kept crop, like coming closer and closer and closer. And they said um, at one point I was about 30 feet away from it. It was 50 foot in diameter. So, I mean, there were some things that happened I talked about earlier, but yeah, that it was just like, there was nothing in my neighbor. My neighbor was so shook up and just, which finally, you know, she's like, Oh, talking about it. I'm like, Oh, you know, what was that? We were both like, what in God's name? Did you see that? I saw that. We both saw it. Okay. So we're not like crazy. I mean, I don't know. Like, like we both at least had the same hallucination, but we chased it further. And that was only the beginning because I think it took probably, I don't think my second sighting then, because that was in July. I don't think my second sighting then was until um, December. And then they started coming pretty frequently. And I think that's pretty common with experiencers that it starts off, you kind of have, you know, periods of time where you're like hot on the radar and they're all around. And then you kind of have periods of time where they just, you know, I think, I think that's your, you growing and you taking that information and, and doing whatever with it. But yeah, I have noticed that as well. All right, let's continue on here. Michelle would like to know, about the female spirit or Tuatha de Denanan, I probably butchered that. She goes, I saw in my bedroom as a five-year-old girl and why she came to me and why she chose me. I think this is a question that's pretty hard to answer, mm-hmm. but I think for any of us, that that is the, the number one question. Why were we chosen? I know that's not going to, I know that's not going to, sorry, uh, fully answer Michelle's question. But, I mean, I think all of us are chosen for a different reason. What's your thoughts, Cully? Well, I think that it, I, I don't think there was any mistake in the whole thing. Because my grandmother, it's just a, the way that it all played out. And I guess, you know, what I started, I read this book. I'll have to get the name of it. But I kind of talked about this kind of scenario, but not directly this scenario. And it was saying how suppression and how... You know, like a lot of times experiencers are ADHD, they move around a lot, they've got, you know, whatever. I don't think the system was ever, like, put in place for us to truly succeed in it. Like, I I don't believe that, you know, any of this that is here on out, and especially, you know, the way that everything is, they constructed it. So they put that taboo on talking. And people are starting to reach out. I see in these Twitter spaces, which is so amazing that some of the amazing, amazing people that I've met in there and they're starting to see the patterns. So once you can start seeing those patterns and maybe let go, hey, why did they choose you? My guess is, is you have something that you just probably don't remember you have and that you are far more powerful than you probably realize. But and just think of like, you know, some of the things along the way. But I, I truly believe that they've done everything to keep us suppressed in areas, you know, because they, they don't want us to come together. So for me, that's the first place you should start. So that that's in my opinion anyway. All right, let's continue on. And that was a great answer, by the way. Great answer. Midwest Night Watchers is asking, do you have a connection or sixth sense of meeting people and know they are experiencers? Yes. Yes. I know when I can tell when my own, 
I always say that, but I can tell one of my own. It, it like, it's funny, usually doesn't take long to come out because they can feel it too. So anytime that I've been in contact or closer contact with an experiencer, it's like uh, energy. Like one, I just remember meeting this one guy. He was, he had paranormal kind of UFO, kind of similar stuff. But when we came together, we almost were like two batteries, like, cause there was so much energy then that came together. And I think that's, that's why I, I suspect maybe, you know, in, in being able to, um, I guess, how do I word this? Find people in your local area, find others around you that have, you're not the only one, believe me, you're not the only one. I have found so many great people this way that, you know, and that's what we hope to do too, is, is kind of connect people together. Cause I'm, if I'm right, I could be wrong, but we don't really have any other directions to go. So I'm like saying that I really, my hypothesis is, is that once we start getting more and more of us together and more of us on some sort of maybe schedule or to try things together and unified, I, I think you're going to see something come of this that you've never seen before. I really do. I believe that. I want to add to that with experiencers. The one thing you can also tell is if somebody is in denial of their experiences. Mm-hmm. If you were in tune, you could tell somebody right off the bat who's an experiencer, who's BSing and who's in denial. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, like I'll give you an example. I was, I was saying publicly Lou Elizondo is an experiencer way before he even mentioned that he had seen things. Cause you could just, if you're one of us, you could just tell, you know, you know, it's That's a, why I always say I can spot one of my own kind. Like I, it's it's uncanny how it happens, but I can spot them. Like, and you know, within like ten minutes of talking to them, you're like, uh, if this, and you're too, you got to realize that some people are in denial. They don't like this, like, you know, whatever. But you know, the ones that are really like, but they still want answers. I think they're mad just in a different way. But I mean, I just think everybody deserves to know what the hell's going on here. I mean, they, this, these are our lives. This is our birthright to a degree, you know, but it shouldn't be like an organization holding this truth. So like, you know, like, let's say like this is the adult Santa Claus and I'm sorry if there's any kids or listening out there, but you know, hopefully they're in bed already. And it's like, I remember the first time my parents told me it would have let down, you know, like, oh, this, this and this. But I don't know how they've even gauged it when they haven't even gone out and done studies. Because I hear this all the time. We're not ready for it yet. We're not ready for it yet. Well, I am. <laughs> I think Dave is, you know. I know a couple hundred people who are ready for this. Like, at what point, like, can they just sign a waiver that they want to remain oblivious the rest of the time? Or we got to do this for ourselves. I say if we have learned anything in this past three years is we are powerful people united and there's nothing that we can't do together. So if it, I don't know, if not now, then when, and if not us, then who? So I'm, I'm really speaking to every single experiencer out there who really is in search of this truth. And if this resonates with you, where you feel like, man, I really want to be on this project. Like this is my thing. Please contact me. And I, I would love to nothing more than to talk to you because that's how we feel. Like we put it out there and I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going by instinct. So, and just the right people kept coming in and coming in. And I'm like, man, this is the only way to do things, you know, instead of thinking through it, I went by my gut instinct. So I was like, and it really did. It, it came together very quickly. And I, I really see in the next few months, I think you'll be impressed. And I, I would, you know, if there's any ideas that you have too on, um, you know, on, on information that you would like to know or like disseminated or what you think maybe like are those missing gaps in the system? Like, you know, I'm saying step two, poor uh, Dave's saying we're step one yet. And it, we really are. And we, and there's no reason why we should still be chasing these around our neighborhoods. If there's a next step, you know, we, we've exacerbated every other way that and and you know there might be places out there that are doing this kind of research and data but they haven't done and we haven't gotten any further or gotten any answers so i would like for the experiencers and the ones who who participate to get those answers so i think every single participant in there should have the right to that data but we know who they are it's like you said yourself dave you know one of your own you really do I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, and, and to me, that that is the most interesting because, you know, you can read their faces and you can read exactly what they want to say. It's almost like you can hear what they want to say, even though something different is coming right out of their mouth. And you just yeah. want to call BS and, and point your finger at them, but they never come out. They never come out. Let's get to another question here. Eyes Wide Open is asking, what do you think the ear thing is all about? I don't know that it, it came up. Um, I don't, you weren't on the call, um, but he, we were talking and there was like, it just happened to be like, this has happened before. I know about five people, but in some of our ears, we have these really weird, like cartilage lumps. Some people have, and even Tom Reed, who um, I don't know if you follow him or not, but he said the same thing he was on. And we're like, all right, that's three of us. So we don't know if they're implants. The one place where I suspect there was an implant was on my wrist. And that was, this was a hand that I was having a lot of problems with. And I do remember like pushing it and, and the thing shut off. And then, so I had to make a MUFON emergency call again. And they would be like, Dave, Dave, this thing moved. He's like, oh no, well that's considered normal. You know, and I'd be like, now what? What do, what do we do next? He said, well, I don't know. Like, what do you mean, you know, you don't know, like, we, we should figure some of this out, because it definitely needs to be done, you know, or somebody's gonna, I mean, it, we have such a community, especially on Twitter, and we have the people, but it's really going to take like me going to my people. And maybe because, you know, I have a group of experiencers who's trusted me, who's been found, you know, who I've kept in contact with for years and years and years. And I think you probably have some too, Dave, like, you know, that a lot of people won't feel comfortable talking about everything, but I don't think that we're dripping disclosure. I really don't. I I, I think disclosures, I, I don't think you're, I think you will be waiting. If you live another 90 years, this will be the night, this will be the same thing, only in told in a different way. So right. another one from See How We Are Living. Nicole, do you think there are many experiencers inside NASA? No. I don't. I think the experiencers 
to a certain degree. Like I, I can look at some of the projects, but there's a definite cutoff between like the experiencers, like the civilian, as you would say, civilian experiencers. Now, whether or not they recruited experiencers there and they did, but then you've got to think they'd never be able to tell you their story. They'd be so bound and whistleblowers, uh, unless you're hiding down with Assange and Snowden, like, I'm going to question that you're really a whistleblower for the CIA and I just, and, you know, just having a partial career with the CIA counterintelligence, uh, that doesn't sit right with me. So I would prefer <laughs> to stay away from all that and find a better way. I know we, I know like through ideas that we can do this. I really do. There's not a doubt in my mind. I hope you guys do. I really do. Let's get to another question here from Eyes Wide Open. How many different types of aliens have you experienced? Three. I first one was with the short grace. Second one was with the tall grace. Um, the difference was the tall grace didn't act like I was like the short grace. I, I was bound down and restrained, but I could see myself. It's so weird. And I try and explain this, but I could see through them. And I said, when you look through their eyes, it was just like looking into outer space. And the, but when I was on with the tall grays, um, they showed me a lot of different things on how they do stuff and like how they, I'm trying to explain this. I, I explain it horribly, but their worlds overlap, you know, so they go around in, in a circle, but they always overlap. So they're able to like project themselves. So if they want to experience history, like we have to relive it in our head or by a video, they actually project themselves into those moments, which is crazy. And then two, a lot of it, they'll send you pictures in your head. You just have to like, really it's, it can be intense, but I find they have, um, a lot of patience for us, like, or at least on the talls. But I remember looking down the hallway and there were these like, almost, um, I was going down the sides at the beginning. I didn't, they really didn't have led lights, like as an explanation for it. I know they kind of sound stupid, but I wouldn't have been like, Oh, those were led lights. I had no idea really kind of what they were, but they were that led color. And I looked down the hall cause I was kind of standing there and there was a hallway and they were kind of moving around. So I got the feeling that there was probably a medical bay or something behind it. But there was also a child there. And then the, I, I thought it was so cute and kind of corny at the same time. But when I remember seeing the mom took the boy and they simulated our activities, like miniature golf, you know, where they're trying. And I, I only see the mom because she had this like frilly dress on. Otherwise, you can't tell who's who or if they are, you know male female i have no clue but um the boy who was he was sitting there I, I i never knew if he was waiting he looked more like you know we do like not i don't i don't think he didn't have the eyes um like i've seen the the empty, i mean their eyes are the gateway like there's there's nothing um like that but he stayed there he was very content so i don't know if he had been there or if it was a child experiencer I never knew, but I always remember it sat with me because I was thinking in my head, buddy, you should come down and play with my, this is, you know, this is when I'm up there. I'm thinking this. And so it must've drawn some more like conscious level that I connected with him. 
So I just remember thinking, you can come and play at our house. Nobody has. Did you know headlights dim over time? You can lose up to 50 feet of visibility before burnout. Stop in to replace yours at Advance Auto Parts, your dependable source for auto lighting today. Snag a new pair of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Bulbs and brighten up those darker fall and winter nights. Switch today, see better tonight. And don't forget to replace your wiper blades and change your oil to ensure you're prepared to hit the road. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. This is how we advance. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. No, like, you know, if you can get down, like, that's the kind of empathy that I had for this kiddo. And I kept thinking, is someone going to come pick him up? But if it weren't for him, I don't, I don't know as if I would have been so um, aware of the surroundings. But yeah, and then I had the the third ones were more like us, but their their skin is uh, more white, and their eyes are not like where the almond shape eyes are more like the tall grays and the short grays. These are more like blacked out eyes. Like you might see if somebody's wearing like those sunglasses, if that makes any sense. I've seen that. I've seen that. All right, let's go. Oh, to- cool. Let's go to Renee. Were you taken? We know you were taken. How many times? Mm-hmm. Let me change that question a little bit. How many times do you think you've been taken? How many times do I suspect or how many times do I remember? Let's go both. Okay. I suspect far more, but I six. But the, the, there's still, and that doesn't include like the craft, but I think I'm six times that I remember. I remember one time watching the microwave and the stove and the microwave and stove. And there was something else that was blinking too. And then like, it was like 40 minutes later. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, is that the, excuse me, what the heck? Is that the, um, like the electrical company? What was going on? I did some research in it, but, but it was right around the same time that that happened. I suspect, especially if some of that is true, like, um, when you're in those moments and, and, I think if I went under hypnosis and chose to go down that road, I bet I'd find a lot out, a lot out. I think that it's, it happened a lot more. And I think what I thought was paranormal as a child, now I'm not so sure as to, you know, how that all played out. Cause it, they definitely merge. I'm just not exactly sure where, but they definitely merge those places. Okay, I think we got time for one, maybe two more questions here. Let's go to Jeffrey. I want to know if the entities are demons or dimensional or from inner earth, in your opinion. No, I don't think they were from inner earth, and I, I don't think they were demons. Um, I think that they're, they think, they look at things different, and if I could explain, like, how I saw their logic, it's not as emotional, maybe, where we are, where they think in the, they di- there's a different way of processing all of this. So, I, I honestly, I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm a big How believer the- that they're from 
They're from a different, maybe dimension, maybe yeah. time travelers, or maybe definitely from out, outside of our solar system. Yes. There was, and then the, one of the experiences that I had when I came back and I shifted back, there was like this probably, well, it felt like eternity, but it, it really wasn't. It was maybe like a few, like 20, 30 seconds, but I was in this black void and it was crossing over. Like I, I was crossing over from wherever I was with them back here. So that's what makes me suspicious. You know, if that makes sense. I get it. Like I, I so I figured that we're going to, and who, because of whose contamination, I don't know. That was another thing I was told, but like, I almost feel like maybe they may be contaminated, you know, towards us. We have to think of it the other way around too, but how this is working out and, and especially with, cause there's no doubt about it, that there are some malevolent ones that are malevolent ones, excuse me, that are here and walking among us that look like you and I, and they're, they're not the same ones that I have encountered. These are your people and your governments are your kind of in control of things. And you don't know it's sad because I think we're coming to a point. If we don't get some of this on paper, that AI is going to merge so much that how, how's anybody going to tell the difference? You know what I mean? I, I feel like if we're going to get this research and get this now that we need to get it before AI starts meddling in it. Does that make sense? Very true. Very true. We only got about 40 seconds left with you tonight. Thank you so much for coming on <laughs> yeah. Spaced Out Radio, Nicole. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here uh, with us. Tell everybody the website, if they're an experiencer, where they can go. Yeah, for right now, and, and please keep checking back. But we were we're gonna upload an email address, but it's on experiencersdatabase.com. And I don't know if you're on Twitter or I could even give Dave the link if you wanted to post it, but you can kind of see we don't have a whole lot up, but because we wanted the database is, is a big huge chunk of it. So we want to get that together and hopefully, you know, experiencers will this will resonate with them and hopefully, you know, if I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but I'm, I I feel like something will come out of it. All right. Nicole Weber, thank you for coming on Spaced Out Radio. Coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp. A resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Then Big Tex from Brunch with Bigfoot will be here for the Cryptid Report. We'll be back after this. Great job, kiddo. Great job. Awesome. <coughs> Fantastic. About damn yeah, time. We'll, we'll definitely have to. I'll keep you posted and updated on all that. Yeah. I think you'll find it fascinating. I texted Tom, too. Just let Tom know. Just get Tom to run the thing. Yeah. Well, Tom will have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I was just thinking that earlier because I told him, I said um, that I was coming on tonight. So I said to him, I'm like, I, so he knows a little bit about it, but he said he had to move to Texas out of D.C. And I guess he's had a rough road out there. He said all the stuff was closed down for his research and stuff. 
All right. I'm going to let you go here because I got Okay. Here. Yeah. Thanks again. I had a great time. I thought you would be great, and you absolutely were. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Nicole Weber, everybody. I'm going to take a quick break here. Davey will be right back.
I am back. We got about just over a minute to go. And Tex, the Swamp Dweller audio will be about 3 minutes, 45 seconds So before we bring you on. And we go from there. What a great interview Nicole was. Just fantastic. want to remind you all that you could go to our Facebook event page for our second annual fan uh, for our second annual fan uh, get together in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Golden Nugget, May 19th through 21st. All of our spaced out radio hosts are going to be there and all of our team is going to be there and some UFO, Bigfoot and paranormal celebrities to hang out with. Ask your questions, and it's all right there. Uh, you can just add yourself right to it. It is open to the public. We want all of you there, May 19th through 21st, 2023, at the Golden Nugget. So check it on out. We want you to come. And thank you tonight to Renee, See How We Live, Thomas Times 2, and Kira for the Super Chats tonight. Here we go with hour number three. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor here we go with the third and final hour of spaced out radio tonight my name is dave scott thank you so much for taking the time to join us we very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call earth hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us, will you, at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Illuminism. Illuminism is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. This happened when I was a lot younger. I think I was about 20, and back then, I would often go into the mountains to hunt. By the time night fell, I would set up in a small clearing. I was adding more wood to the fire, and resting at the entrance of my tent was my hunting rifle. I had just reloaded it and cleaned it. I got up to gather some more wood when I heard a noise behind me. I turned around to face the sound, and I saw that my rifle was now missing. A shadowy figure was running towards the trees with something long in its hands. I knew that it must be my rifle. I gave chase, but there was too much distance between us. The shadowy figure slipped into the darkness of the forest. 
I have no idea why I chased him since he did have a gun, and I did not. The guy was dressed entirely in black and whatever he was wearing looked like fur. For a moment, I thought that it might even be a human. The way it was running was kind of odd though. It kind of leaned forward with its arms seeming to be a little long. Whatever it was, it looked like it had lived out here in the mountains. It looked feral and far too big. I had no choice but to run back to my campsite. I felt incredibly uneasy. There were lots of my possessions lying around. He could have taken anything of value, but he didn't. He just took the gun. While I thought about that fact, a chill raced up my spine. I didn't know how much danger I was in at the time, and I was alone in the woods at night. There was a pitch black darkness all around me. Clouds had covered up the moon. There was no way that I was going to be able to sleep that night. I decided to extinguish the campfire. I didn't want to remind this guy of my location. I planned on getting out of the woods as soon as the sun began to rise. I didn't want to be out there walking around in the dark. I grabbed my hatchet, kept it in my hand, and waited for the morning to arrive. Thankfully, the night was uneventful and I was safe. At the first sight of morning, I quickly packed up all of my things and started back down the mountain. While I was heading down through the woods, I heard the explosive sound of splintering wood nearby. I saw a bullet hole in a dry tree trunk just a few inches away from me. I immediately thought about my missing gun and the events of last night. I got my head down low and just ran as fast as I could in a zigzagging motion. Like most people do, I had never had any experience running from a shooter like this, so I just hoped that this would slow them down or make me slightly harder to hit. I guess I was doing my best to imitate the prey I hunt when they run. I could hear the popping sound of my rifle echoing from behind me and the whizzing sounds of bullets flying through the trees. Honestly, I have never been so terrified in my life. Fortunately for me, the shooter wasn't very good at aiming. While running as fast as I could, I counted the number of shots which were coming my way. When it reached the number of bullets that I had loaded into the magazine, I basically collapsed on the forest ground. He should be out of bullets. The tension was unbearable. All I could hear was my own labored breaths. Then I silenced myself as an alarming thought crept into my mind. What if he was reloading? What if he had another weapon? I was exhausted, but I knew I couldn't take any risk. I needed to run again. Just as I was getting to my feet, I heard something heavy land next to me. It was my rifle. I looked at the barrel and it was bent. I just ran and hoped for the best. I managed to make it down the mountain and back to civilization. I haven't been hunting since. I totally fell out of love with it. Yeah, that'll scare you. That'll scare you. The hunted or the hunter becoming the hunted. Yeah, there's nothing freaky about that. Why you never go hunting alone, people. You never go hunting alone. Always going to big crew. All right. Thank you so much, Swamp Dweller, for another spooky story. You can hear Swamp Dweller kicking off hour number three of this show each and every Monday through Friday night on Spaced Out Radio. And you can go, if you want more, go to his channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. It's free to hit subscribe, just like it is on our channel. And you can hear thousands of stories just like that. All right, we're going to get to the cryptid report tonight as Super Duke has taken the night off, but that's okay. We got big text from Texas Front Porch here. Talk a little cryptid action with us.
Big Tex from Texas Front Porch is here with us tonight. His beard is in fine shape, definitely in the sixth to seventh inning. You know, we're we're getting ready for it. And, and Big Tex, thank you for coming on in to fill in for Super Duke on the Cryptid Report tonight. Very much appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Now, my friend, I mean, you've been hunting around all over Texas and Louisiana and everywhere that you can get to in order to to find the big guy but i mean let's let's be honest here it's been a it's been a power year for cryptids this year so far man man it has uh, we've seen an uptick in encounters and reports and everything and uh it's just it's i don't know what's going on out there i don't know if because of the internet the world's getting smaller or if we're it's just happening more often. Maybe people are getting more comfortable coming forward, you know. Um, but it's it's been crazy. I mean, we've got uh, – we're working on trying to find out more about a report. We got out of Lapan, Texas, Dave, and this was just an insane one. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it was a fatality. Um, and it made the papers. And – this guy was walking, taking a shortcut through the woods at work to work like he does all the time. And, you know, it was close enough to walk and he never made it. He never made it back home. So they, they went out looking for him. They found him the next day. He was off in the woods with his throat ripped out. Oh my goodness. And he had scratches on his body. So the, uh, sheriff's department responded um, the uh, fish and wildlife officers responded and they brought out a um, tracker that they had, you know, civilian tracker that they had contracted for them. And then the, uh, which I find this odd, but I did find out that this happens on occasion in rural counties. Did you know headlights dim over time? You can lose up to 50 feet of visibility before burnout. Stop in to replace yours at Advance Auto Parts, your dependable source for auto lighting today. Snag a new pair of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Bulbs and brighten up those darker fall and winter nights. Switch today, see better tonight. And don't forget to replace your wiper blades and change your oil to ensure you're prepared to hit the road. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. This is how we advance. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Where the Emmy's not available, the Justice of the Peace might show up to make the cause of death. Or if they want to shut it up real quick. Really? Now, the Sheriff's Department and the Justice of the Peace said it was a big cat that got him. Mountain lion. The wildlife officer and the tracker both said there was no sign of a cat, and that was not, it didn't look like a cat attack, but they couldn't say what it was. Oh, goodness. Now, this 
that part made the paper, the disagreement between the agencies, which is very, very strange. But they did close the case and they wrote it off as the, you know, the official thing was a, a big cat. But there's been dogman sightings in the area. In fact, it's only about, as a crow flies, probably 40 miles from where I had my sighting when I was 16. So, and we've recently learned that there's a cave system out there and we're in the process of trying to get permission to go on this property and check out this cave system. So I don't do caves, man. I don't do caves. (laughs) They just, you know what? That almost scares me just as much as going in and sticking my pinky toe in the ocean water. (laughs) But, but uh, Tex, I want to ask um, you. I want to ask you something just before we continue on with this case because this story sounds absolutely phenomenal, and I do have a question about it as well. But you know, we mentioned that uh, right off the bat that there's you know so many sightings this year, more people than ever mm-hmm. seem to be reporting these cryptids. You know, the one thing that I noticed during COVID. Uh, over the last couple of years when we really couldn't travel due to, you know, whatever the laws were, and we're not here to debate or discuss those, but a lot more people were buying RVs. A lot more people were Mm -hmm. buying camping gear because, you know, normally we would sit there and, and, uh, you know, hop on an airplane and go somewhere for travels. But we couldn't do that. So a lot of people bought trucks and RV trailers. Do you think it's because sure. maybe those same people, after a couple of years of doing that, have fallen in love with the outdoors again and are continually going back out there camping a few more times a year, combined with maybe their flight to Mexico or Disneyland or whatever it may be? I think there's a very good possibility. And um, it. There was a record number of bass boat sales, a boat sales period. There was a record number of fishing licenses sold. There was there was there was places around Texas running out of boats because people were buying them so much. So it's and camping gear was on you know it was hard to find, like you said. So that may very well play a part in it. And what I don't understand, what has changed over the last few years that people are willing to come forward more than they, than they used to be. It doesn't seem like it's as taboo as it was, you know, and don't get me wrong. You still get, you know, when you come out of the proverbial closet, (laughs) On this stuff, you, you you still get looked at like it's uh, it's you're crazy or whatever. Unfortunately, you know, but there there's definitely been for some reason fee- people seem like they feel more comfortable coming forward. And I don't know if we've just got more safe platforms like you know spaced out radio and Texas Front Porch and that type of thing for these people to talk about this stuff that may very well be it too. So could be what, uh, go ahead. Well, the second question I have in regards to this case is, is the fact that, 
you know, when mountain lions attack, they will normally attack from behind at the back of the neck. All cats do. Or if it's from the front, they will attack at the neck as well. This gentleman who was attacked, was his neck damaged in in the back? From what I can understand, no, it was not. It was just the front of his throat was ripped out, and he had scratches on the body. He wasn't dragged anywhere. He wasn't fed on, which is odd. You know, um, they're not going to kill you just to kill you. They're either you you've either gotten too close to their their young, or they want to eat. <laughs> you know, um, either way, I don't see the 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 body staying in the same place. He was right there in the middle of the trail. You know, from what I understand. Yeah. So something killed him quick. Something killed him with malice. Because from what I understand, there were there. The way it was, the way it was worded, there were scratches on the body. Not the body was tore up. Not you know. Why would you go to the extent of saying his throat was ripped out, and oh, there were scratches on the body? If there was more damage to the body, it seems like they would have had more information on that. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. So. That's that's the part that's that's one of the parts that bothers me. The other part is you got two three agencies of the government disagreeing on the cause of death on this on this thing and they wrapped it up quick. And I just and it bothers me that the ME didn't make the the the, the uh named the cause of death, the justice of the peace. And I was talking to a law enforcement uh, friend of mine, and I asked him, I said, hey, what do you think of this? He goes, really, the only reason they're going to do that is if the ME is unavailable whatsoever or if they want to close the case and get it wrapped up and, and put it under as quick as they can. And that's kind of what it sounds like, but I'm 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 leaning towards it was probably a dog man that done this, because I know they're in the area. There's been other sightings, so. No. But I I want to dig into this. I I want, I'm I'm ready to go out there and <laughs> do a little spelunking <laughs> if I can get my I may I may end up like Winnie the Pooh stuck in the hole, but. I, <laughs> Give it a shot. I, I do have a question about Dogman for you. As we got about five and a half minutes before we have to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. The energy that Dogman possesses. Okay. I've I've talked to people who've been around this creature. You know, whether it was Butch Witkowski talking about it or Brian Bowden or Alfred Santariga or many others who've discussed uh, Jody Cook, you know, to, to name a few mm-hmm. who've discussed this. And they say there is just a, a real amount of fear that seems to go 
in that area where where you're in place. Now, I felt that a couple of times, although I never saw any creatures around when we found when we saw it or or felt right. it. For you, uh, being in that area, what do you know about you know the feeling that people get when these dogmen are around? Well, they, they've actually there's actually a term that that people have started using, and it's called they call it the dogman sickness, and it's an overwhelming fear, feel, feeling of dread and fear, like you were talking about, absolutely bone chilling, ice water in your blood, fear, and but it doesn't happen 100% of the time. With like when I had my encounter. That's not what I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an underwear changing moment, Dave, but I didn't, I wasn't, for some odd reason, I didn't feel like my life was in danger. I mean, I did, but I didn't, but I didn't have that. It wasn't an overwhelming, just I'm going to die type thing. I have talked to people that's experienced that and never saw a thing just like you. And I was out in the field one time and it's the only time that this has ever happened. And I was just sitting around camp and the only way I can describe it is a darkness came over and it was, it was real sudden. It was just like everything kind of went quiet and you had, there was just this, this foreboding like something was fixing to happen. You were being watched and that type of thing. And I'm like, okay, something's not right here. And I had been in camp for several hours and everything was fine. You know, I was just waiting on, on some more people to show up. I was by myself and it lasted for about 30 minutes. And then it was gone as quick as it, as quick as it showed up. Um, I don't know. I suspect that was a dog man in the area because the place I was in is known for it. Um, I've ran, I've had, I've had run-ins with Bigfoot out there. Never had that feeling. Never. And I've been surrounded by them. I've had them come up, you know, 10 yards from camp. I've had them run, run out of the brush beside my truck and back into the brush. I've never had that feeling. So something different was in the area. Now I haven't encountered dog man out there, you know, haven't had a sighting out there, but I do know that people have. So that very well could have been it. I don't. What goes through your body? What goes through your mind? when you're in an area that that has these creatures in there look i've experienced sasquatch and mm-hmm. it's a it's a complete different energy you know what i'm saying it is i have it's i don't know i call it a gut feeling dave i don't know what else to call it i've been told by other people that i was that i'm sensitive i don't know I don't, I don't, I don't know if I buy into that. I am that I that I have that talent or that gift. 
It's just I've always called it a gut feeling, and I've always trusted it. But I have gotten to where I can go out um, to where I research, and I call it getting the vibe of the place. I'll get out of the truck, and I'll just I'll just stand there and kind of listen to what's going on, listen to what animals, what uh, birds, insects I hear, and just get an overall feel of the place because it changes and out there it can change from hour to hour to hour. But I have been able to, now I'm able to dif- differentiate if I've got crypt, you know, critters around me, you know, just Bigfoot or if I'm fixing to run into the paranormal type thing or if it's just nothing. So it's, I guess you you know it's that sixth sense that everybody talks about. It's that spidey sense. But the the problem is, I think a lot of people have lost touch with it, and they it, they tend to ignore it, and it gets them into trouble nine times out of ten. All right, you know? big text. I'm going to get you to hold on right there from Texas Front Porch on YouTube. Check it on out. We'll be back with more of the Cryptid Report when we return on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. More cryptid stories coming at you. All right, buddy, we're clear. Well, I appreciate you letting me do this. I, I, I like I like this kind of stuff. I like having these conversations with you. Ah, they're fun, you, aren't you, they? Well, you ask such great questions, Dave. And that's what I've, that's what I love about you. Ah, yeah. yeah it's just, yeah. <laughs> good talent, I guess. Just say thank you and move on. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. I need to get you back on the show too. Oh yeah. I man, my 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 schedule has just went absolutely nuts. They got I've got I'm working nights for a while, and uh, I just found out today that I got to work a ten day stretch um, starting next week. I'm like oh, Thanksgiving week. I go I got to work the entire thing. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's. I'm in fact, I'm going out. I'm going to. I'm going out in the field this next this next weekend before I have to work that ten day stretch. So I may have some stories when I come back. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Stories are good. You know, it's supposed. To, it's supposed to be colder in the well diggers' butt, but. Yeah, yeah. Come to my course, place with you. That you know, it's going to be down in the thirties. That's. Short oh, weather for oh, you. Oh, just just kill me now. Thirty degree weather. Kill me now. <laughs> right. Jeez, man. Well, let's find out. Let's play. What's the temperature in Hundred Mile House today? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> Well, right now, it's partly cloudy, and 
it's a low of minus 19 Celsius. And that would be the equivalent of uh, minus 2 Fahrenheit. And let's see here. It, it, we're going to see a low tonight of what are we, minus 22 degrees at 7 a.m. Well, that will be yep. minus 3 Fahrenheit. And then the sun is going to warm this uh, this uh, up until about minus 11. And then uh, by dinner time, it's down to minus 16, 17 again. Yeah. And then, oh, God damn. Same thing all week. <laughs> Too cold already. Too cold. Christine, uh, how are you? It was about 80 this morning yeah. or today. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who had above plus degree temperatures, okay, or above 32 Fahrenheit, uh, thank you very much for coming on in <laughs> and enjoying your day to all of you. <laughs> yep. Tell, tell us how you really feel there, <laughs> Son of a gun. Oh man! But yeah, that that uh, that case out of Lipan, man, is just it's really just got me flabbergasted. I, I don't. There's so many holes in that thing, and there's so many. There's it's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> we got about one minute here, brother. Let me just say hello to Penny Van. Dave's not salty. He's just freaking cold. You know, I refuse to bring out my winter boots right now. Refuse. And I got to put up my Christmas lights in this crap, too. All right. Uh, who else? Uh, Billy Gunn. How you doing? Welcome to SOR Chat. Maggie M10. Christy D. How are you? Thank you for joining us. And terrible times. Nice to see you again. And... JSCO, how are you? Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. I want to say thank you tonight to Kira, Thomas, times two, see how we live, and Renee for the awesome super chats. Hi, Overbuilt Automotive. How you doing? Uh, really appreciate the super chats. And, you know, we're going to convince Big Techs to come up to Vegas with us for May 19th to 21st for the second annual Vegas party. We got to do that. And you can do your shopping for our gear at spacedoutradio.com. Here we go. Heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. How y'all doing? My name is Dave Scott, huddled up in my Canadian igloo here in central British Columbia, broadcasting to you live tonight. Want to remind you all that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com 
forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. All right, for the final time, we bring in Big Tex from Texas Front Porch on YouTube, where we are getting into the cryptid report as Tex fills in for Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio tonight. Tex, welcome back. Thank you, baby boy. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Not a problem. You know, one of the things that I am uh, I am very uh, interested in when it comes to uh, when it comes to these topics is whether or not we are being followed, whether or not they are as curious about us as we are about them. Because, you know, did you know headlights dim over time? You can lose up to 50 feet of visibility before burnout. Stop in to replace yours at Advance Auto Parts, your dependable source for auto lighting today. Snag a new pair of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Bulbs and brighten up those darker fall and winter nights. Switch today, see better tonight. And don't forget to replace your wiper blades and change your oil to ensure you're prepared to hit the road. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. This is how we advance. Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's scary, Tex, when you see a Sasquatch. Or, you know, because even if it's like what we saw a few weeks ago, which was about 100 yards away... But, you know, as as cool and as awesome as the experience was, there's still some eeriness to it that there's something that big that is watching you in the forest. You know, there is, Dave, and it's... I haven't quite figured out why we're dumb enough to go keep going out there. <laughs> but um, it... For a while, I was I was really really on guard when I started going out and doing this a lot, and you know the, I'm, I'm thinking these big monsters are out here, and I really have to be careful and you know uh, you know have my head on a swivel all that which you do don't get me wrong just normally, but then I got to thinking about it and. <laughs> We've, if you've been out in a national park, if you've been out in a rural area, if you've been out camping, these critters have been around you. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know what? I encountered the dog man. I've had, you know, I've had these things come up. They, and I've been out in the woods a lot by myself growing up. Ain't nothing ever happened to me. Evidently, they don't want to hurt. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a there's a few butthead dogmen and Sasquatch out there, you know that that. But we probably brought that on ourselves. 
because some pro- probably some idiot shot them in the butt, and they don't like <laughs> they don't like us very much. You can't blame them. Plus, you're walking into their living room, and most people walk in there and just trash it. So, if they get what most people call aggressive, well, can you really blame them? You know. But I got to thinking about all that, and I'm. I said, you know, they've never reached out behind the bush and grabbed me and beat me up or tried to eat me or nothing like that. What what's what's changed? Absolutely nothing. And until I got that right in my head, you know, I was always real, real guarded. But now I just I don't worry about it. Because it takes away from that that part. If you occupy your mind with being all worried and concerned about stuff that, you know, you really don't need to be. That takes away from the your situational awareness as a whole. And you miss a lot. So... When I finally got my mind wrapped around the fact that they're not waiting around behind every tree to kill me, you know, I was okay. But, yeah, unfortunately, when people have these encounters, it scares the bejesus out of them. They never go back in the woods. They never go hunting. They never go fishing again. And that's that's very unfortunate. It's, It's heartbreaking. It really is. You know, that people are traumatized by it. But, um, and I don't think that what a lot of people are calling hostile or aggressive encounters are actually that. I think it's the, uh, these critters trying to keep it from getting that way. When you get bluff charged, when you get hollered at, when you get screamed at, you know, you get a tree shaking at you. I think that's them telling you, look, I don't want you here. Get out. You know, and some people are just either too ignorant or too stubborn to pay attention to what they're trying to tell you. You know, you're in my house. I'm not taking visitors today. Please leave. <laughs> See yourself out the front door. Um, but I don't think those are, I don't think they're trying to be aggressive. I think they're trying to keep the encounter from escalating to an aggressive encounter. That's my personal opinion. Okay, so what about rogue creatures? We don't hear enough about, Mm -hmm. you know, every, every wild animal has its, has its way of thinking, but we also know that, you know, whether it's lions or killer whales or, or, any type of species, even, even wild dogs that your feral dogs that have, uh, you know, run away from home and joined a pack that they do get these rogue animals that will attack anything. And I, 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 I think of, you know, many times we've heard about the Gugway or, mm-hmm. or the, you know, the beast of Bray road, which seemed very angry. I mean, why don't we hear more about that? Well, you know, I think it does happen, and that, and that gets us into the whole four one one thing. I think um, I don't think that's the sole reason. 
I don't think there is a single reason for that phenomenon. Excuse me. I think it's a plethora of reasons. I think the, um, the rogues do play a part in that. Um, I think that it varies from clan or tribe or however you want to call it, family group, troop, whatever. The attitude that they have towards hum- towards humans, because there, I don't think they're any different than tribes of humans have been throughout the years. You know, you could walk across this great nation, you know, a few hundred years ago, and for the, you know, for half of the trip, you might be fine and run into you know friendly folk, and then you. You walk around the around the bend, and you end up missing your scalp. And it, it's, you know, it's just like down, and like you take the Amazon and, and that place, you know, that those type of places. You've got these these tribes that's either not had any outside contact or very little. You may find you may walk into one village and be treated as a god you may walk into the next village and be roasted for dinner, you know? And I think that it's the same thing with these, with these critters. It's just, there's good ones and there's bad ones, but I don't think there's many bad ones as there are good ones. I think it's the ones we do hear about, unfortunately, bad press cells. Okay. Well, what about areas much North of you, like in Louisiana with, with, uh, you know, the, the boggy Creek monster, or you hear about, uh, the ape Canyon around Mount St. Helens, uh, that had a very, very angry set of Sasquatch around there. I mean, we hear all of these, these pods of these creatures that are, are, are pretty heavy duty into, into being left alone and, or protecting their territory. Yeah, and well, and I think I think you, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, um, maybe they had never seen, you know, especially like the Eight Canyon incident. Maybe they had never even seen a white person. You know, um, and if we're totally honest, we really don't know what them fellers did out there that may have triggered what happened. They may have been hunting and mistaked one for something else and put a bullet in it. You really don't know. They may have trespassed on some sacred ground. They may. There's so much. There's so many variables that could be thrown into that that we just don't know what caused it. I, I, it could be as simple as, you know, they 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 trespassed where they shouldn't have gone. You know, and they were just trying to run them out, plain and simple. Um. But with, I think you do have those that uh, just don't like us. You know, you hear about, um, we've all heard, um, or most of us have probably heard the uh, uh, Lafleur massacre, you know, yeah. in Oklahoma. Tell our audience about and that one. It, it's, and me and Duke has talked about this. Um we're, we're in, we, we think it was a, a Gugways. 
and there, there's varying reports, but what was happening from what we can find out what was happening was these critters were kidnapping women and children from this tribe. Well, um, he, uh, the Lafleur was a captain in the light horse infantry. Now he had four brothers with him. I do, but yeah, it was four brothers. Um, the, uh, Oh man, what was their names? Uh, can't remember their names, but these were huge individuals. The youngest brother, which was 18 at the time was the only one that was under seven feet. The, the father or grandfather was rumored to be almost eight feet tall. And they rode with him. Well, evidently, the, this was, he was, Lafleur was tight with his tribe or it was his tribe or whatever that was getting attacked by these creatures, which we think were Gudwick now. And so he brought his unit in and recruited some braves and they went hunting these creatures well they found them and when they found them they they found they they were they there there was a pile of bodies though you know in all sorts of different stages of decay and they attacked these creatures well one swatted lafleur's horse to the ground and then with another SWAT, took LaFleur's head off. Well, the brothers went, they, they downed three or four creatures with headshots. And then the younger brother, he ran off chasing one that was wounded. And when they found him, he was straddling the body and had just finished cutting the head off with, a, with his bowie knife. He finished it off with a, with a knife. I mean, that's how tough these boys were. Um... But when they when they were all said and done, they had killed ever they'd killed all the Bigfoot or, or Gugway, however you want to look at it, and they buried nineteen children. The bodies of nineteen children and they buried Lafleur right there with them. Now Lafleur was half French and half Indian. So um and that's who Lafleur County's named after, and everything in Oklahoma. So it's it is just really. I I just go back to how they're raised up, how the how that that attitude is passed on. But the Gugway, once you start talking about the Gugway, you kind of all bets are off at that point. They they seem to be just that whole race is just ultra aggressive and, and cannibalistic and, and just all kinds of nasty. Um, glad I ain't never run into one. I, I don't know why they seem to be that way. I don't understand it. It could be, I don't know. I really don't know. But, uh, as far as the, uh, The well now down I know in the big thicket area, those critters down there, they can get pretty raspy too. Um and I haven't had the chance to get down there and, and put boots on the ground, 
but from what I understand, they they are they are no fans of of humans walking around in their living room either. But uh, that's on my bucket list. Now in Louisiana, you got the Loot Guru, you got the Rougarou, you know, and then you, of course you mentioned Falk Monster. You got you know, I think with the Falk Monster, I think he was a rogue like you were talking about. And I think what happened because he got shot at a lot. And I think that's what I think. I think somebody wounded him or somebody killed um, maybe his mate or a young one or something. I think that's what caused that, that those, those incidents, you know, I think that's what made him aggressive, but that's just my opinion. Well, I mean, when you have so many creatures running around in, in certain areas, look, the bayous of where you live, as we got about four minutes left, text the bayous where you live. I mean, I couldn't imagine what it's like, you know, being uh, just a human being in those areas with with the mosquitoes and the bugs and the mm-hmm. and the uh, copperheads and the other poisonous snakes and the snapping turtles, the alligators, the alligator gar, and I mean, that's a lot of stuff that wants to kill you. It really is. You know, and and I've actually thrown this out there a time or two, Dave, and and I'm glad you picked it. I'm glad you hit on that. I really am because I'm not the only one that thinks down that track. My thoughts go down that that track. Um, It it gets hot. It gets humid. It gets miserable with the the skeeters and the ticks and the, you know, everything else that you said why can't some of these things just be pissed off <laughs> you know it's they're just miserable but you know i mean but they grew up in that stuff you know maybe they and and i'm not and and i i, I say this jokingly but it, i'm serious too you know some of these reports some of these unfortunate encounters that are that are that turn aggressive or whatever um, maybe they're just having a bad hair day. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if they if they are half as intelligent and singent as we give them credit for, and we give them credit for being a very much so, um, you know, maybe they got an argument with the wife or something, and. You know, it's just the kids are misbehaving. You just caught them on a bad day, you know, and they wanted to be, they wanted to be in their, you know, on their back porch alone. And and here you come dragging all your screaming, yelling little kids up in the, you know, and wanting to camp out in his backyard for a couple of days. And he just wasn't having none of it. You know, maybe that's why you got the rocks thrown at you. Maybe that's why the, he was pushing trees over. Maybe that's why he was hollering at you. You know, that type of thing. So it's just, I, I think, I think it's just, it, it's really no different than dealing with humans. It's, I, I just don't. Because I think they are an offshoot. I don't think they're, you know, because w- what is there? There's like 12 subspecies of humans that they they've something like that yeah i mean it's crazy the number you know but this this is recent history this you know back when when i was going through school it was the 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 tree to the family tree to us was 
it didn't take too many turns. You know, you had, but now you got 12 different somethings and, and species. And I think somewhere down the road, we went left and they went right down the tree. And I just, I think that's, I don't think they're a dumb ape. That's for sure. I used to. I used to think they were nothing but an animal, period. Just a dumb animal. But not anymore. I've seen and encountered too much. Do us a favor. we got one minute left. Tell everybody where they can find Texas Front Porch. Well, y'all can find us pretty much anywhere you uh, find a podcast. Look over on iHeartRadio, Odyssey Radio, um, any person like that. Um, but our YouTube channel, Texas Front Porch, is T-E-X apostrophe S Front Porch because it's my front porch. And uh, we've got, good grief, six shows a week now, you know. And we got uh, Monday nights at 6.30. Um, Tuesdays, we got a um, good buddy of ours that's uh, Bob Van Buren. He don't talk about as much weird stuff as we do. But uh, Wednesdays, you've got... Jason McLean questions everything. And then Thursdays at noon, you've got brunch with Bigfoot, Michigan, Rob Thursday nights. We've got, uh, um, Siru papers with Jason and Fridays. Um, we're having a change of pace. It used to be Jessica Jones doing a remote viewing investigations. We've got a brand new show coming up Friday. Right. On. So, we're going to do that tomorrow, so y'all don't y'all come over. Don't miss that, because you're going to love it. Well, Big Tex, thank you so much for filling in for Super Duke on World Bigfoot Radio tonight. We very much appreciate it, and uh, you did awesome tonight. The beard and hat combination looking perfect as ever. And, of course, we want to say a big thank you to Swamp Dweller and Nicole Weber for coming on the show tonight. We got Mr. Ron Mumblefoot Thal. Rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Humblefoot is the official music. Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in. At home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Spreaker, Twitch, Elgin, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. I know you're out there somewhere. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.
Did you know headlights dim over time? You can lose up to 50 feet of visibility before burnout. Stop in to replace yours at Advance Auto Parts, your dependable source for auto lighting today. Snag a new pair of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Bulbs and brighten up those darker fall and winter nights. Switch today, see better tonight. And don't forget to replace your wiper blades and change your oil to ensure you're prepared to hit the road. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. This is how we advance. Lucky Land Slots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.